And now, before we officially begin this week's episode of the Boochcast, I have something very important that I need to discuss with all of you here at the Boochcast Nation. As you know, for many years now, I have been affiliated with a wrestling company called Universal Championship Wrestling. And the company is run by a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Gossett. I've known Ronnie for close to seven years now, and and anyone who knows Ronnie like I do knows what a bright light he brings with him everywhere he goes. Sadly, his declining health has added to the intense depression that he's fought since losing his daughters in 2017. Ronnie, in addition to being a wrestling promoter, also uses his musical gifts to spread joy to everyone around him and invest in his community every time he has the opportunity. Ron's health has begun to severely affect his quality of life and his ability to function independently. After being hospitalized, he has been advised by doctors that he doesn't have the one to two years it would take to get his health under control. However, there is a solution. Ron can get through this physical trial and thrive if he is able to raise the funds for a life-saving surgery. There is so much hope for his life, there is so much joy left for Ronnie to spread, and there are so many more fun nights he gets to create. Fighting diabetes that is out of control, coupled with blood flow issues and coronary heart disease, has brought intense pain to Ronnie's life daily and made even the most simple tasks incredibly difficult. He is losing the ability to work and provide for himself. Ron has been involved in the professional wrestling industry as a wrestler and a promoter for over 20 years with events that entertain many and also makes a living traveling throughout Georgia and South Carolina, facilitating karaoke and using his singing talent to entertain and inspire others. Ronnie will wear the mask of I'm okay forever and is the last person to ask for help. Trust me, I know this from experience. I love Ronnie to death, but he is a stubborn bastard, and he will never ask for help. He has needed friends to help him get to and from events in recent weeks, but struggles with shame, embarrassment, and believing that no one cares about him. His life matters, and it can be saved. Any amount helps. A surgery will save his life and give him the opportunity to live many more years blessing the lives of others, even reconnecting with his children in the future. And that is why I'm encouraging everyone to go to the GoFundMe page that we have on our Boochcast Facebook page and donate whatever amount you can to help him raise the money he needs for this life-saving surgery. The goal is to raise $15,000. Now, as I mentioned before, every little bit helps. So you're not required, obviously, to donate thousands of dollars if you don't have that kind of money to throw around. But every little bit that you can give helps. And just to show how serious I am about this, I personally, Vinny Bucci, have donated $50 to the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because I consider Ronnie a dear friend in addition to a coworker, and I desperately want him to get better. But the other reason is to show all of you, the Boochcast Nation, that I always practice what I preach. And the one thing that I always preach to you guys is that I never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to donate money to any cause that I myself 
am not willing to donate to. So go to GoFundMe.com slash Saving Ron's Life. I will have links to this on the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter page for you guys to easily access and donate whatever amount you can. Every little bit helps no matter what it is. Don't feel like if you're donating a small amount, you're not contributing. You are helping us to reach this goal. Let's help Ronnie get back on his feet and get him the life-saving surgery he needs to thrive and provide and live a long and happy life. And if you would like to meet the shooter, Ronnie Gossett, in person, you can catch him Sunday, May 23rd from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. as Universal Championship Wrestling presents the NWO Reunion and Road Stories. This will be taking place at Whiskey's, located at 3069 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 3069 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. The event will be hosted by the shooter Ronnie Gossett and myself, Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch. And joining us for the NWO reunion will be two of the biggest names in the history of the New World Order, Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner and Buff the Stuff Bagwell. They will be there telling road stories and answering questions from myself, Ronnie Gossett, as well as the audience where there will be a live Q&A session where you guys can ask them any questions that you want. We will answer all your questions. No punches will be pulled and of course there will be a special meet and greet before the event where you guys can meet all of us and you can get autographs pictures cop some merch all this great stuff is going down sunday may 23rd at whiskey's tickets are 20 dollars, and you can purchase them either at whiskey's you can go physically to the bar to pick them up you can get them on eventbrite.com just type in ucw nwo reunion and road stories or you can purchase them at the official website w www.ucwtv.com So get your tickets now before they sell out for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to hear some NWO reunion and road stories. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire my grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about henna, henna, henna. Iko, Iko, Ande. Jagamo, Fino, Anale. Jagamo, Fino, Anale. Look at my king, all dressed in red. Iko, Iko, Ande. I bet you five dollars he'll kill you dead. Jagamo, Fino, Ande. Talking about henna, henna. Jagamo 
Gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Boochcast. Party on, Vinny. Party on, Elvis. And uh, this week's episode, Elvis and I agreed on this in advance, so we're not doing any more crazy shenanigans, at least for now. So, Zach, you're off the hook. Uh, but we did come up with an episode, and that is, um, who the hell vacuums at 8 o'clock at night? That's a very good topic. Who does vacuum in the afternoon? And why are we so predisposition to only vacuum during the day is this some kind of unwritten law i i don't know but we we came up with this because um those you checked out uh elvis and uh desmond uh reunited uh, for the aew uh recap last week and i was going over everything and i'm listening to it and while the recap is fantastic i thought both y'all's analysis of aew was very well done for some reason, I kept hearing what sounded like vacuuming in the background for the entire show. And I'm thinking like, okay, um, is Lee Marie vacuuming? Is Shell's vacuuming? Who's vacuuming? Why is this happening at night? And who vacuums for an hour and a half? Like, how dirty are either one of these houses? Like, I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. And the worst part is, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. So I can't call Elvis or Dez because they're dead asleep. So I can't call them, and I'm just sitting here going like, "What the fuck?" I was so frustrated because I was like, "Okay, this is going, this vacuuming is going on way too long," and at no point, no, neither one of them bothered to say, "Hey, uh, chill with the vacuuming. I'm recording a podcast." So, but Elvis, you 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 did men- you did mention what happened, so I'll let you tell the audience. Yeah. So, um, typically, like right now, I have the computer on, you know, it's a laptop, so it's on my lap right now. But uh, last week when I did the episode. Um, the computer was on a desk and my microphone was on a desk too. So the noise reverberated from the, from the computer to the table, right into the mic. So when I heard it, I'm like, Oh, that's just my computer trying to breathe, I guess. Cause it's overheating or it just has to cool off from time to time. So it was just my computer. So it wasn't a vacuum. It wasn't a Roomba, um, going in the same place over again. It was my computer doing it right now as we speak. So, okay. So that. That makes sense. Like that, okay, because now once I figured that out, I was like, okay, because it was so odd. Like that was the only, and that was, so that was pretty much the biggest question that I had. So, and I went on this like rant, and of course, you know, Elvis and I, when we get together, we're, we're ranting like crazy. So we thought that should be the title of this week's show Who the Hell Vacuums at Eight O'Clock at Night? So it's just the perfect title. Um, I think so. I mean, um, you know, I mean, we talked about it. I was like, you know, that's, that's a good little, um, that's a good little, uh, title for the, for the show. And, of course, um, you'll notice that we've been kind of going old school with some of our intro music lately. Um, you know, we had the song, you know, and now I go, I go on a um, I, I got to say, I loved playing that song because uh, I don't know about you, Elvis, but I, I, I get a lot of flashbacks when I hear that song. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I heard it a long time ago and you hear it from time to time. The last time I heard it recently was... Um... Uh, I think last year when the pandemic, I think like two or three months into the pandemic and Xavier Woods 
WWE did a whole video on this where he did all the music himself, whatever, with different videos. It was pretty cool. I was like, oh man, that's pretty cool. Um, what flashback do you have from it? Well, I have two. Um, the first, I'll point out the obvious one. There's the scene from uh, Hangover, the first one, where um, where uh, they go into the casino and they do like a Rain Man parody because Alan apparently knows how to count cards in a casino. So while yeah. there's so during the montage where they're racking in the chips and getting all the money, you can hear a now a now a now a now I go I go on a as the numbers are going around his head when they all those like mathematical like equations are going around, and it's like you know juggle more on a and he's just you know, raking in the chips, and then they play that the whole time they're in the casino, and then eventually they know to get the hell out because now the security's coming to get them because they're winning way too much, which is the weirdest thing in a casino. Like, if you start winning a lot, they get pissed off at you. Like, it's always been weird to me. Yeah, but if you're you're winning too much money, that's where people are like, okay, they got to be cheating somehow. There's no way this person's winning all this, you know? That's a good point. So that was my first memory. My second memory was when I was a kid, um, you know, and this is no secret. I'm heavy. I'm, I'm a big Disney fan, as most people. And there was this guy, there was this old uh, video. It's, it's, it was on VHS. It's how far back this goes when I was a kid. And they did a whole like Disney concert. And, uh, and it was the actor, this actor named Sam Wright, who played uh, Sebastian the Crab. He voiced Sebastian the Crab. He, apparently, he was so good at singing, they gave him his own concert at Disney World or Disneyland. One of the two wow. at Disneyland, he got to have a full fledged concert, and one of the songs he sang was that song, and it was the first time I ever heard it. But he did like multiple oh, wow. songs. Some were from The Little Mermaid. Some were I don't know if they were originals of his, but either way, he was singing these songs. And sometimes they would work in Little Mermaid references, or he would literally be having conversations with Sebastian the Crab like off stage. It was a really cool like production that they put together, and. So whenever I hear that song, my brain immediately goes back to that as a kid because I loved that that, wow. that show. Well, that's crazy because like I mean I even I even I never heard a song before, but like I heard this song, I'm like that'd be pretty cool to put on there. Um, and what was the other song we had? Uh, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life. <laughs> I think that was the eight. Was that the AEW song? The AEW song I had on there was uh the uh whiskey in a jar from Grateful Dead. Okay, because I was just like, okay, I'm listening to the song. I have no idea what the hell it is, but it sounds good. And I guess we're going to take a whole whole retro look when it comes to music for the next couple of weeks, I guess. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, and I think did... we should make a little playlist. We should make a little playlist, too, for the Boochcast, the thing, whatever, for the music we put on there. Yeah. I mean, we could probably do it for YouTube. Maybe. Maybe get, like, the music. Yeah, that's what I'm Yeah. And um, speaking of YouTube, um, I will say, uh, those of you may not know, we have uh, – we have uh, some big stuff coming to the YouTube channel very soon. I'll do a quick plug here. Uh, one is, of course, uh, we, recently, uh, The Last Ride of the Road Warriors, which I know Elvis is a massive fan of the Road Warriors. Um, of course. The Last Ride of the Road Warriors, uh, Dark Side of the Ring review, came out this past Saturday. So if you haven't seen it already, check it out. And also, tomorrow is the big one, The Final Days of Owen Hart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got some things coming up. Um, obviously, we're going to do D&D, which, by the way, I did ask a favor of you uh, when you had your little campaign on Friday. Um, any new news on uh, one shots or me joining in? Because I want to do hashtag bring Elvis into the campaign hashtag. Um, <laughs> hashtag beef Wellington. Um, well, we know I did talk to Elvis Desmond and he did say it. You know, if you if you wanted to make a cameo appearance like in a campaign that we're currently doing. 
He says it's doable. They just have to find a way to write it in and figure out a way to get you in there. Um, you know, cause, cause we know that with your schedule, we don't know if you would make every single like session. So I don't know. We might do like a cameo with, um, beef Wellington where we can write him in. And then at some point, if you can't, you know, do that particular campaign anymore, we can find a way to write you out of the story. Cause Desmond's done that before with, uh, NPCs that he's had to throw in due to lack of like people and stuff. And then as more people joined in, he was able to write himself out and make himself just the DM. So I would I would I would volunteer for every other week. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be bi weekly. I can't have it obviously the, the sure. weeks that I have my daughter. But um, you know, every other week, whatever you guys could whisk me away on some kind of tornado or something, <laughs> beef Wellington away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be in a hot air balloon and a tornado swoops me up and takes me away, and then like two weeks later, oh my god, beef is that, is that beef Wellington? Beef Wellington is here. <laughs> it, it just circled back. <laughs> And we and we'd be like, that's so beef Wellington. That <laughs> would like, actually oh, work. Beef Wellington. And um, so, so, so you've been doing it for two weeks. He's like, I've been in this storm cloud for two weeks. They <laughs> <laughs> gotta have my beef jerky and my mighty steed. <laughs> how did this? How did the steed fit in the balloon? <laughs> I put it in my pocket with my rope, obviously. <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, and, and speaking of Beef Wellington, the one shot is definitely coming soon to the YouTube channel. The one that, that, that we did a while back because uh, it's been off Twitch for time. some time. It's been off Twitch it's, it's for some time. time. The fans, the fans have been you know clamoring for it. You know they've been clamoring for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've been getting DMs, uh, you know, on Instagram. Like you know, when's Beef Wellington come back? I'm like, hey, I'm not the one in charge here. I, you know, I played a character. I'm not in charge of when my p- character gets played. Apparently, I gotta wait for some dm to give me some kind of permissions to go out there but uh you guys are story writers you guys figure it out oh yeah we're definitely figuring it out so the one shot that we taped on twitch that went crazy um we're going to be posting it uh to the youtube channel very soon that's coming out as well as night one of wrestlemania that'll be out there as well i'm not going to post night two because it's too depressing um but i think you should really you you think people would want to watch a video a a three four hour video of just me in a room by myself Eating food, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it looks so. Dep- called, and the episode's gonna be called "One Is the Loneliest Number." <laughs> I might play that at the beginning because we do a little intro <laughs> for the for the videos. I might do that. Um, but also, uh, we another thing we're gonna be talking about is, of course, uh, season three of Dark Side of the Ring is dropping. It's coming out this week. Uh, the first episode is part one of Brian Pillman, which will be done by myself. Elvis Zelinsky and Desmond Dagenhart will be doing Brian Pillman. But also, we do have to mention real quick, two extra episodes have been added. That, And we're, just, we're not going to go into detail about them. We're just going to announce what they are, and Elvis can share some thoughts if he wants to. But they added these out of nowhere. Like, we just happened to find this out, like, before it debuted, like, a couple days ago. And that is, of course, the... The steroid trial that Vince McMahon went through in the 90s has now been added to Dark Side of the Ring. And also, the life and career of Luna Vachon is going to be on Dark Side of the Ring this this week, this year. So, uh, potential videos coming out. I know Elvis, Desmond, and I are doing the steroid trial. And as of right now, it is just me and Desmond doing Luna Vachon. But it will be either Elvis or Gator in the third slot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll play by ear. I want to see what it looks like and see how everything kind of comes about. So, um, yeah, man, um, forward to it. it. Should be loads of fun. <laughs> yes, this is going to be uh, season three is definitely going to be interesting here. And 
Um, of course, uh, also in the wrestling world, a um, lot of interesting stuff has happened here. Got to talk about. Go on. Uh, first um, is as we know, uh, recently on a uh, AEW, um, as a while ago, uh, Snoop Dogg made an appearance in AEW. Somehow he just showed up, and as he always does. <laughs> yes, and apparently. Uh, it's there was a rumor going around that WWE disciplined him for the AEW appearance. They're they're saying he was disciplined. According to the article here, it says uh, rap icon Snoop Dogg recently appeared on Hot 97's Ebro in the Morning podcast. The star behind hits such as Gin and Juice and Nothing But a G Thang discussed a number of topics during the podcast, including how WWE was not happy that he appeared in AEW. Snoop got physical on the January 6th New Year's Smash edition of AEW Dynamite. He hit a frog splash, if we can call it that, during the show as part of the promo for the Go Big Show on TBS. Let me tell you this. Snoop Dogg ain't no wrestler. He's bigger than that, Snoop Dogg began speaking on the podcast. You got to understand that. This is the dynamics of what happened. I had a show on TBS called Go Big Show. So Cody Rhodes was one of the judges on the show, and he's one of the top dogs at AEW, Snoop noted. So as a promotional vehicle for the gig, I went on AEW. Snoop reveals that WWE disciplined him for his appearance on AEW Dynamite by putting their working relationship on hold. Recounting WWE's communication to him, Snoop said, Hey, you running with them? We got to push pause on your ass for a minute. So I stayed cool. They push pause for about two weeks, and then they go, Hey, man, we got this video game, and we need you. Uh, it's not mentioned exactly which video game Snoop is referring to, but it's likely WWE 2K22. And, of course, you can go to uh, the podcast if you want to hear the rest of Snoop's comments, but apparently um, WWE was not happy about his AEW appearance. I mean, but at the same time, like Snoop Dogg was he on that show with Cody Rhodes, like the big show, yeah, on uh, TNT. So, I mean, again, he's 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 way too big for um, you know, he's way too big for any such promotion. If you know, WWE had the privilege of having Snoop Dogg on a show, they should be happy they had him in the first place. Um, they don't own the rights, they don't own Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's his own man. I don't think he has a contract. I mean, why would he? Um, you know, when it comes to it, so he he could pick and choose. If you want to go to Ring of Honor tomorrow, just because Snoop got Snoop Dogg could do that. That's that's his priority. He's got to look over his own brand. And you know, the thing is, like, yeah, you may have some history with um, WWE in the past, but what have you done for me lately? And uh, looks like AEW was, you know, it's like, hey man, you guys want to come on the show? You want to do something? Yeah, let him do it. Who cares? You know, WWE. I'm sorry. I mean, you guys used to be something really big, um, but you guys, you know. It seems like every time you guys have someone on your show, you guys seem to like not call them and get angry. One, it's like having a girlfriend that, or having a, a side piece, right? They talk from time to time, and then like all of a sudden, it's like you know, you you get mad when your side piece goes with somebody else. It's like giving paying attention to that side piece, giving anything with that side piece, and all of a sudden they they're moving on to bigger, better things. It's like whoa, 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 you're mine. It's like no, relax, bro. I am not yours. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you were you we were there for a bit. It was fun. I had my time, you know, we had fun, but now that time is over and I'm moving on. And, um, and we doesn't own Snoop Dogg, the name Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion, Snoop Dogg, D-O-double-G. You don't own any of that. <laughs> Grace you with his presence. You're lucky to have him at the time you did. He's moving on to bigger, better, better things. Of course, it's AEW. Exactly. And the thing is, Snoop Dogg is not a WWE superstar. He is free to go wherever he pleases. He does have a 90-day contract with them, too, like a 90-day clause, whatever. You can't go sit there and rap at another show or something and make an appearance. Come on now. Yeah. Snoop Dogg is a celebrity. Celebrities, you don't own the celebrity. 
You don't. Like, I know Vince McMahon has this obsession with wanting to be in control and owning everything, but you only own the talent that's signed to your contract, that you sign contracts with. You don't own the celebrities that make appearances. You don't own, uh, you don't own, you don't even own like the companies that come in to like help you with certain projects. They can go anywhere else tomorrow. Like, that's, Snoop can do what he wants. And like he said, they were on TBS. He went there. Cody is a judge on the show. They brought him to AEW, and he went to AEW. It was about promoting something for Turner. Like, it's got nothing to do with liking one company over the other, and that's what a lot of promoters don't get. They think, oh, you. it's like, it's like what, you don't, you don't like our company anymore? It's like, no, I had a business deal over here. I'm promoting something. I've, and e- even in indie wrestling, you see this shit. It's, it's insanity. Like, it's like, get, get over yourselves. You, you know, unless somebody's exclusive to you, they're free to go wherever they want. If someone is exclusive to you, you better give them a reason not to go anywhere else. That's all I got to say about yeah, that. Yeah, the thing is, like, you know, it just seems like he's a possessive ex-boyfriend or something, you know? That's what it sounds like, you know? Oh, yeah, it's totally that. It's totally that. And um, also, let's see what else we got here. Um, this is another interesting topic. And I feel like we need to talk about this because it's a big thing that's been going on in wrestling for like the last year and a half. I don't know if we've ever touched on this, but if we have, we'll do it again. If not, then I'm glad we're doing it. But we got here, Mickey James talks ageism in WWE. Former WWE superstar Mickey James recently spoke on her uh, GAW TV show about her release from the company and how she feels as though ageism is a huge problem in WWE. As James recently revealed, her belongings were sent back to her by the company via a trash bag. This caused major uproar with fans and performers alike, with even Stephanie McMahon and Triple H having to apologize to the women's wrestling legend following the incident. I think the small-minded mentality sometimes leads to thoughtless behavior, Mickey began. Especially for me, to constantly be presented as old when I'm 41 and every single male champion has always been my same age or older and has been glorified for those reasons. As they should be, they're fucking amazing. Uh, but why is it different for women? Or why is it different for me? Ageism is a real thing, and it's bullshit. I'm truly grateful for the strides that we as women have made and to be seen as more equal, but it's simply not true for every single person. Sometimes that's unfortunate. I don't know why I was made to feel like I didn't deserve the same treatment because I did everything in my power to be a company girl, and for some reason I was made to feel like I didn't deserve it. I mean, I think it's true. I mean, if you think about it, I mean... She's been a legend. She was in this company for a long time. She came in as like you know Trish Stratus's twin. She made a name for herself. She went to different promotions, and you know she got herself over. She's a legend. Um, I don't really agree with like older people coming in and still um, stealing the spotlight, but it's weird for the women because you have a person like I'm gonna say a Goldberg come in, you know, win a championship off some people out there. It's kind of like oh my goodness, what the hell, man? You guys had a chance to really do something. Um, you know, you have Goldberg coming in winning championships. You have uh, Edge coming in, um, Undertaker coming from time to time, and they can still there be top marquee people on a WrestleMania card where Mickey G come, Mickey, uh, Mickey James comes in, and she's too old. It's like that makes no sense. So your logic is flawed unless it's just it's ageism, but at the same time, sexism too, in, in the same way. I mean, yeah, and the whole and the whole thing is fucking stupid. Here's the thing: I, I get really annoyed with people that are so hung up on age. You know, look at this. At the end of the day, age is a number. If you can entertain, if you can go in the ring, I don't give a shit how old you are. I really don't. Like, oh my God, this guy is 50. Yeah, that 50-year-old man draws more money in a day than this 20-year-old doing circus shit. I'm sorry. So I get tired of 
the age thing at all. It's like, I don't care how old the person is. Can they entertain? Can they draw money? Can they still work a match? A lot of them can, mostly because the older guys know psychology, something that needs to be taught to a lot of people today. It's, it's, it annoys the crap out of me that people are so hung up on somebody's age and making that a factor when in reality, nine times out of ten, the older person is going to draw you the most money. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, I don't know. It sucks on her part, man. I mean, she's done nothing but, like, been faithful. She's been good to her, you know, to whatever promotion she's touched base on whatever. Ageism should not play a role, especially when it comes to the women, especially with the wealth of knowledge she has for all the things she had endure to get to where she's at and not just say you're too old to do things. Well, it's like, well, isn't Edge there? Isn't Was Undertaker just there, like, a, you know, a year ago? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, you know, wasn't, you know, Goldberg champion when he beat the Fiend? It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, why why is this happening, you know? But I don't know. It is, it's it's crap. I think it's crap. Absolutely. I mean, they're not – it's not contributing anything, and it's just it's, – if anything, it's making the company look worse. Like, you know, it's it's ridiculous how Mickey James got treated because that's like this – the second she showed up on TV, she should have been women's champion within a damn month because I would rather see somebody take a belt off of Mickey James – then take the belt off of somebody who hasn't done anything except walk to the ring and be handed a championship. It's ridiculous to me. But it, it, it not only because it does people have something to understand about champions and titles and all that other stuff. It's not about using the belt to elevate the person. It's about using the person to elevate the belt. And then when that person beats that person for the belt, it ups their resume because you beat a legend, which is a hell of a lot better than beating the same guy that you're wrestling on the road three hundred plus days a year. Ah, oh, Vince. Vince is going to Vince, you know. WWE is going to WWE, yeah. so thank God we have AEW. Yep, and we got, so we got another thing, but of course, you know, there are some women who get a little who get a little negative feedback and absolutely deserve it, and we're going to jump into that right now with uh, Chelsea Green releases statement following Backlash. Have you heard about the story with Chelsea Green? I have not. Oh, former NXT superstar Chelsea Green recently saw some online backlash come her way. The now independent performer had used an artist piece for promo online, and when he asked for credit, Green allegedly blocked the artist. Uh, Chelsea Green issued the following statement addressing the controversy. It's super unfortunate how this has been handled. I think artists deserve credit, period. After reading some of the nasty tweets, I didn't feel reposting the art was something that I should do. As clearly, the artist's view of me is soured. I support my artists. I pay my artists. I have been doing that since I started on the independent scene because I myself was a starving artist, and I know the struggle. It's really sad that an oversight on my part has led to this. But I wish the artist luck, and I think it's best that I stick to the artists who I've used, who I've used in the past, and who know the person I am. The artist himself confirmed the situation had been resolved between he and Green. Huh. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, well, I actually have the transcript here because uh, the person who uh, messaged her, he said, "Here he goes. Hi, Chelsea. I noticed that you saw my design, and even posted it, which is really cool." I was just wondering if you could credit me, though. I did work really hard on it, and I would appreciate it a lot as someone who relies on their artwork income. Thank you. That was on Friday, 8.55 p.m. He calls the, ne the next day at 11.20. He says, you think you could credit my work? I worked hard, and it's currently my only form of self-independent income. Uh, Chelsea wrote back, I deleted it. Uh, he says, I don't mind it being used. Credit is just all I asked for. Thank you for acknowledging it, though. And then it shows the fucking from... Apparently, and she got like a ton of backlash on this. Like a lot of people were giving her shit. Um, now they're saying that they resolved it. To me, it just looks like she got caught. You think so? Yeah, because, you know, he said, like, you use my artwork. I wanted credit for it. He basically said, I deleted it. 
So, you know, I don't, I don't know. It looks like it doesn't look good on her part, though. I'll say that. But if those two resolved it, then I guess that's fine. I mean, you got caught. Is what happened. That's what it sounds like. You know, you got caught. It's what it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, but that is messed up, though. You know, if the guys, you know, if the guys asking for credit for his work, you give the guys credit for their work. You know, if you, if you do the work, get paid, son. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, put it online. That's the best thing you do. Thank God for technology that tre keeps track of all this stuff. You know, you look like an ass. Don't be an ass. If someone does work for you, pay up, man. Like, don't ask for something if you know what I'm saying. If you're gonna do it, it's like it's like Vinny. Hey, could you? Hey, Vinny, could you come over to my house and uh, you know, mow my mow my lawn? I'll give you thirty bucks if you do it. You're like, all right, cool, I'll do it. Thirty bucks. I'll buy you beer. Okay. You come over. You cut my grass. Like, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm kind of low this week. Wait till Thursday, and I'll get you paid on Thursday. And you're like, okay, cool. I trust you. It's no big deal. Thursday comes around, I ghost you. Friday comes around, I ghost you. Like, okay, buddy. You know, you gotta get, you gotta get paid, man. You do a service, you gotta get paid for it. Nothing, nothing. This life is for free. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gotta work hard for, you know, you work hard, you get paid for something, especially if you agree to it. And you know, we've always done that all the time. Like, I remember when we got that new Boochcast logo. Uh, literally. This guy, and I'll say his name, Mike McCarthy, who's been a big fan of the Boochcast for many, many years. Uh, he literally reached out to us, offered us this logo, and didn't even charge us for it. And I, so I put it out there. I immediately tagged him in the post. He didn't even asked me to. And I said, shout out to Mike McCarthy for making this new Boochcast logo for us. And I'll even say it again. Mike McCarthy, thank you so much for that new uh, Boochcast logo. It's been awesome. We've all loved it, and it's been we've plastered it practically everywhere. So we're we're always appreciative when people do that stuff, and you definitely have to. So I feel like you owe him some some money for some reason. <laughs> I mean, if he if he offered money, I give it to him. But he he said he didn't want any. So we just I just you know gave him the shout out, and that was enough for him. But he didn't. If he had asked for money, I gladly would have gave it to him, or just not use the, the the logo if I couldn't afford to pay him. You should buy, you should at least do the right thing and buy him a pizza. <laughs> uh, at some point, I'll I'll get him a pizza. That's that's our that currency out. here. Yeah, absolutely. That's our currency. That's our currency until we get sponsored by Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, or even <laughs> Tombstone. I don't care. I'll take Tombstone. Just do me something. Give me some kind of pizza. The no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the Um. And then, of course, um, before we get on to anything else, I do got to talk about this real quick. Um, recently on our Twitter page, um, I posted, you know, like I said before, I posted the, uh, the Dark Side of the Ring video. We recently got a reply from this gentleman at KnobCraft on Twitter. Uh, and he asked us, or at least he asked me specifically, have you been following ROH any? And I'll let Elvis, I'll let you answer this too if you want. And basically, this is what I told him. I said, I haven't watched Ring of Honor since 2015. I watched for a full year and finally gave up on it because every match was the same and it was all strong style spot monkey BS. But people have told me it's gotten better recently, so I'm considering giving it another chance. Elvis, uh, do you watch Ring of Honor at all? I watch it a lot. Um, I watch mostly the old stuff, but I do keep, I try to keep track of what's going on in the world because. Uh, because of the forbidden door being open because of Tony Khan, all praise Tony Khan. Um, I, I kind of keep my eye on what's going on in the world of Ring of Honor just so I know who's coming from there, either going to NXT or going to AEW or Impact or anything. So I try to keep my eyes open for all different type of wrestlers. But what's going on? Um, apparently, just there's, you know, some people have said that Ring of Honor has gotten like significantly better. Like they're doing a lot more pure wrestling and. 
The guy says it's gotten considerably better since all the spot monkeys moved to Jacksonville. His words, not mine. Uh, he said, I love when they do the tapings at center stage. So apparently, Ring of Honor, is act- they said that it's gotten better. And like I said, they were asking if we'd seen it at all. But like I said, I haven't talked about Ring of Honor in a year. I like Ring of Honor. I've always, I've always liked them. Um, I've been saying that for a while, too. Like, I told you to watch both Impact and Ring of Honor because it's a whole different world. I mean, from what you saw years ago. I mean, I mean, same thing you could say about... Um, we, what's it called? Um, it's like that could be said about even NXT or WWE and SmackDown. I mean, like everything's changed. Before Ring All Raw was the flagship um, show five years ago or six years ago, and now it's SmackDown. I mean, a lot of things have changed since that's happened. So I mean, like you need to like really keep your eyes on Ring of Honor. If anything, as a correspondent, to find out who's coming from one place to another, um, it's probably gonna be your best you know way to kind of learn about these people coming in. I mean, every time we talk about. You know, people winning tag team championships are already different things. You're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. Um, it's better to keep your eye on a prize. Oh, what's going on in the world? Because these breakout stars are going to go from Ring of Honor, maybe go to AEW or NXT, and it's better to know who they are coming in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, let me check. Uh, got one more thing. Um, I'm, I'm not one more thing, but another thing we're interesting here is that, as you guys know, recently on Complain Time, uh, we have a... Uh, big time, uh, you know, episode we've been talking about, and that is, of course, um, bad job interviews, and that was a the complaint that Jerry Truman brought in. So Jerry was a special guest on Complaint Time, and it and recently a topic came my way that kind of plays into that a little bit, or at least one of the stories that I told, and that was, here's how to spot a job scam as job openings increase. Uh, as the economy opens up and job openings swell, more options await job seekers after the pandemic disrupted the job market for more than a year. Scammers, too, may find more opportunities to swindle, meaning you should protect yourself when applying for new jobs. It's not always easy to spot a job scam. Many scammers list job openings uh, the same way real companies do, through online job sites and social media postings. You'll need to be extra cautious about how to make sure you're applying for a real job and not a fake. Um, uh, Job scams typically involve people pretending to be recruiters or employers, offering high-paying jobs for little work, said Andrew Seaman. Uh, senior news editor for job searches and careers at LinkedIn. These can include mystery shoppers, work from home, or personal assistant scams. Here's what to know. Before hunting for one, you'll need to know what job scams look like. How to spot a job scam. Work from home scams. Even as the pandemic has made work from home more common, not all job postings touting this arrangement are real. Scammers will post these job openings, claiming you can earn thousands of dollars every month without doing much work at all. Look out for wording like be your own boss, start your own business, or set your own schedule. According to the Federal Trade Commission, be mindful of jobs where you get products sent to your home to reship or resell. This means you'll receive a package at your home, strip the original packaging, repackage the products, and ship them out. Sometimes these products are bought with stolen credit cards. Sometimes they're high-priced goods resold overseas. If you've been doing this for a short time and ask about a paycheck, you might get told you'll receive one after a month of work but a check never comes. Then when you try to reach out again, numbers and websites are wiped from existence. If you've passed along any personal financial information, you might soon be a victim of identity theft. Uh, Caregivers and personal assistance scams. You might find job postings for nannies, caregivers, or personal assistants that require in-person tasks. These postings might look like they come from someone you know or through a community organization that looks familiar, but might be close enough in name and entirely different. The scammer may send you a check telling you to deposit the money and then give a portion of it to someone else. But the check is fake, and it could take upwards of a week for your bank to discover this. Other scams. Mystery Shopper. 
If you're looking for a side hustle or a job to do in addition to your full-time day job, a mystery shopper might sound ideal. Look out for companies that require you to become certified and pay for that on your own or request you to pay for anything up front. Those are scams. Job placement. There are plenty of legitimate staffing agencies, headhunters, and staff placement firms, but scammers post fake job openings and charge fees to job seekers. It's normal to see hiring companies pay a fee to staffing agencies to find qualified candidates, but you should never pay for placement as a job seeker. Uh, government jobs. If you see a government or postal job requiring a fee to apply, it's a scam. Leg legitimate government jobs are available at usjobs.gov or usa.gov. All real and for free. Uh, job scam warning signs. Before you complete an application or hand over personal information, make sure you apply for a real job first. Legitimate employers do not require payment as part of the recruiting process, and they rarely request highly sensitive Personal information early on in the process, Seaman says. Don't send money transfers, gift cards, checks, or wire funds as a condition of the application process. Never share your social security number, national identification number, or highly sensitive personal data. Be mindful of salary information. If the job posting lists a very high salary for the position, they that might be a red flag. Also watch out for misspellings and unprofessional emails. If you can't find publicly available content information for a company or someone only reaches out to you on a social media, that's concerning. Seaman also suggests watching out for jobs that require little to no interviews and checking out the job poster even before you inquire about the post. Question why the process only requires one interview. And consider reaching out to the company directly by direct message, phone, or email to confirm your status in the process, he said. You can use a search engine to fact check by plugging in available information from the sender, including name, company, phone number, and email address. Uh, I mean, when it comes to professional stuff like that, yeah, it's going to be multiple interviews. It's going to be like an online test. There's going to be like a phone interview to face. Um, anything that asks for your personal information straight away, that's a red flag. If it costs... Like, for instance, I work for a company right now where it took me a while to get there, you know, to go through the process to get it done, to get a certain amount of money. And I think I think I'm a professional when it comes to business um, in the profession I'm doing. Um, so if you're they're going to tell you there's a lot of money, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I think we've all heard that before. Um, so when it comes to these postings, like, oh, you could earn X amount of dollars by doing this. Wait, so you're telling me you're going to go online and just do some surveys and you're going to make money? No, I'm sorry. No, Miha, no. It's not going to happen. Um, there's no freaking way. You have to work and you have to work. You have to find something you want to do. Now, these little things, they sound like shortcuts. It's like, oh, you're a fool to be doing these kind of jobs. And I mean, there's a lot of jobs that they make a lot of money. Like, for instance, these YouTubers who go out there and make you know tons of money doing the stuff they like. I mean, it doesn't happen for everybody. There's a personality. There's a rhythm. There's a timing. When it comes to it, you got to be entertaining. You got to sit there and, and bring something that's new to the table. Um, for instance, we do this wrestling thing, right? Uh, we talk about wrestling. We talk about re regular topics. But people's got like a cadence. And we got to cater out to like a, a wide variety of people. We might have our small little niche group of people who listen to us. But in order for us to really expand out, that means like everyone's got to like us. Um, we got to bring something new to the table that not it's never been done before. Um, we're doing this as, you know, for me, it's a hobby. Um, and I just like talking to my friend every week about miscellaneous things, whatever. If we ever become famous or people start liking us and subscribing and we have like thousands upon thousands of thousands of people, dude, that's awesome. That's not my intention. Um, you know, that's that's something like you really got to work hard at, make videos, make videos, um, start posting on a daily basis. It becomes their daily job because they have all these people following them. Um, you work a regular job. I work a regular job. And jobs, when you go out to the real world, unfortunately, has setbacks. Um, but you have to go through a process. The process is meeting with, with meeting with the play, meeting with the customer. 
are meeting with the manager, you know, doing face to face. Don't give up your social security number. Don't give up your passwords. Don't do all that stuff because if it sounds too good to be true, and it is, man, there's no way. Because they give you a fake check, like they talked about at first. Yeah, they'll give you a small check, but it's not even a real check. But they already got all your information. So while you're waiting for that, whatever money they decided to give to you, it's really like nothing because they got your information to get whatever the hell you want. Fake credit cards on a dark web and stuff. So yeah, I get be careful out there, man. Like especially with this day and age with um, you know, uh, the digital world out there. It's it's crazy out there, man. You can have a a second ID, third ID in fucking Dubai and one in England. You don't know. When it comes to the global thing, use your head. I mean, be mindful. I mean, like, we've all had to work jobs before. If you're really young, you haven't had a job before, this might be, like, very valuable information. But if you're, like, Vinny's age, my age, when it comes to um, getting jobs, you had to go through a process. Even if you go to Walmart, there's a process. You got to go to a computer. You got to fill out your information. Then you got to wait for a callback. And they're going to give you some kind of interview over the phone and say, you know, um, how do you handle, how do you handle your pressure? Tell me about the best things about it. You know, everybody has to go through these stupid seminars that you have to go to, you know? So it's a process. It's stupid, but it's for your safety. If you sit there and start taking these safety things uh, for granted and just want to take the easy way out, if it's too simple, then it's probably not done right. Unless you're in porn. But if you do porn, that's on you. You know, you sit there and, you know, um, okay, well, I'm going to sign up and what do I going to do? Well, you're going to be getting your cock sucked all day. Okay, cool. Great. But what about you? Uh, you're going to get your host up all day. Okay. But how much money do I get paid? That's a whole different thing, but that's, that, that's I'm pretty sure it's still a process. You got to get, you know, tested, and, you know, for COVID, but not only that, but for like uh, gonorrhea and STDs and all these different things. So there's a process for everything. So folks, just be smart out there. Don't be dum-dums. You know, it's your private information. People could use it for the worst ideas ever. I mean, you know, they could sit there and make, you know, fake IDs and uh, make credit cards and, you know, st- st- stuff that you don't need, you know, unless you get yourself protected. Like I got it. Like a digital condom, you got to be careful. You got to protect yourself, man. It's a crazy world out there. But um, let's see here. Uh, I know Vinny had a couple topics on here, but uh, I'm gonna go through something to myself though. When I now I know world of wrestling, so um, I know we had Mr. Andrade. Um, he was uh with uh WWE not too long ago, and he was released, and now he's in AAA. It appears at AAA, which is a big marquee. Uh, he's like AAA is like the WWE in Mexico, pretty much. Um, Andrade, who is I think engaged or married to Charlotte Flair, um, went down to Mexico and he called out Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega, being the mega champion that he is, he's a AAA champion. He is an Impact champion, an AEW champion. Let's just say he's a champion all around. Um, goes to out there, goes to a big main event they had out there and calls out Kenny Omega. And I, for one, am super excited about that. But um. Let me see here, Andrade. It wasn't long when he got released. Um, I think he asked for. I think he just got sick and tired of the whole crap, whatever. I, for one, have always been a fan of his. I thought he was always great. Um, you know, he's dating or he's engaged to. Let's see, is he married to? Are they married? Let me check. Charlotte Flair is engaged to be married to. It says there, Raw superstar Andrade, but he's not there anymore. But we all get the idea. Ah, uh, but he is now currently there, but. What you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do? Hopefully he does well. I haven't seen AAA. Um, I do notice, or I try to keep my ears out for a lot of different things. I'll probably venture out as far as New Japan. Um, so mostly on the American side, I do AEW, NXT, WWE, um, Impact, and the Ring of Honor, and even sometimes New Japan, especially when they have those uh the big tournaments they have out there, which is pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know it's pretty good. Hopefully, uh. 
Andrade could bring the tunnel back because Kenny Omega is getting too big for his britches. Omega champion. I'll, I'll let this thing run through, but yeah, it's going to be pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that, man. And, uh, you know, and other news uh, here we got. Sorry, we're. You know what? I'm going to break the fucking fourth wall today because I'm just getting frustrated. Um, certain uh, business people are blowing up my phone and they're picking a shitty time to do it. So that's why I'm kind of scrambling right now. So. Wow. Tell me more about this fourth wall. Oh, yeah. Um, let's just say I have a certain very needy friend. Um, you know, he's, he's buff. He's the stuff. The girls just can't get enough of this guy. And uh, apparently he really needed help. I left him a message. Everybody's telling me he's in a bad way. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So um, I left him a message. If he calls me back, so be it. If not, I'm moving on to the next topic. So anyway, here we got. Uh, Actually, let's touch back up. What does he need? I don't know. But they're telling me, uh, hey, can you help him? He's in a bad way. I said, I'm busy right now. He said, can you go in a little while? Like, they're, like I'm trying to ignore because I'm in the middle of doing a show. But it's one of those things where people are very needy and they stalk me. And I don't know why. Like, it makes me wish I was an asshole of a human being that nobody liked. Well, you're that to me, Vinny. I mean, actually, I can't even say that because I love you to death. And I do stalk you. I'm watching you right now comb your hair. It's pretty nice. <laughs> you sure that's me? <laughs> Oh, fuck. Wrong house again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know what the hell the problem is. I left a, I left a message, um, but I'll finish this up and then take care of whatever that is. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. We'll continue on. And if he was to call, just say, excuse me for a moment. I have a phone call to take, and I'll take over. You and I are partners. We are professionals. We're breaking a fourth wall. So you know what, though? Benny Bushi, if something happens where we have to continue on, I will continue on. And, and other, than, other than that, though, Go ahead. Let's go to the next topic, and I'll fill through. You just come. You just come back whenever you need to, man. You know what the word is together, bro. You I know? I appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> Vinny. Vinny, we've been friends for a long time. We do a podcast for a long time. Sometimes it's gold, and sometimes things come up. Hey, life happens. How many times have I said in the podcast, life happens, but we persevere, and the show must go on, Vinny. So never have to apologize for helping out a friend, because you know what they say: a friend in need is a friend indeed. So <laughs> amen to that. So um, one other topic we got here that's very interesting is, of course, uh, we have a first look at CM Punk, uh, who is in the show Heels, which is debuting on Stars uh, tonight. I I don't know the date hasn't come out yet, but it's a first look at his show. It says, um, CM Punk stepped back into the squared circle, but for a television series. He'll be appearing in at least one episode in the first season of Stars series Heels that has Stephen Amell, who is best known from the Arrow series, as the leading man. So, so CM Punk is basically in one episode. Stephen Amell is the star of the show. Uh, the television series. Completed- wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna do the the, uh, the eight degrees of Stephen Amell to CM Punk. Okay. CM Punk was a wrestler in WWE who was friends and wrestled Cody Rhodes. Who happens to be Stephen Mel's best friend, which leads me to believe CM Punk is coming to AEW. Go ahead. I'm done. Okay. Um, the television series completed filming its first season earlier this month. Stars had released a first look photo of the former WWE champion as he makes his way to the ring in this fictional universe. Meet CM Punk's character in heels, and apparently his name is Ricky Rabies. Is okay. his, and there's a girl alongside him. Doesn't say who the actress is, but apparently her name is Vicky Rabies. And... The series is about two brothers, one's a babyface and the other is a heel inside the ring and the struggles they both they have both on camera and behind the scenes after the death of their father. 
the promoter of Georgia-based wrestling promotion they both work for and have now inherited. Amel will be playing Jack Spade, the heel brother. Uh, Punk impressed casting directors for the role of Jack Spade back in 2017, but never got the role because the project was put on hold. Amel later filled that role, so now Punk will be portraying his adversary. Punk is featured in the new horror movie Jacob's Wife, which was just released. He plays Deputy Colton in the film that stars Barbara Crampton. Wow. So I, for one, am going to be watching it because CM Punk's in it. And uh, hopefully this revitalizes him to want to join wrestling and hopefully join – what's that company called again that I talked about? Oh, yeah, AEW. Yes. That'd be great. And, and to answer your all questions, uh, August 15th is when it premieres on Stars. So it won't come, it's not coming out till August. But they're showing CM Punk's character. And then on Stephen Amell's Twitter, he has a picture of him and CM Punk uh, taking photos together in a ring. Oh, cool, man. I'm all about some CM Punk. Uh, hopefully he uh, decides to wake up and come back to uh, the promised land, come back to wrestling in a better place than um, AEW. And speaking of like people leaving, did you watch uh, Friday Night SmackDown? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you know that uh, Daniel Bryan had a match versus Roman Reigns, But which, by the way, Roman Reigns has new theme music? Which yes. is freaking amazing. I did finally hear the theme music uh, earlier today at the time that we're recording this, it and sounds, it was great. It sounds, like, it, sounds, it sounds like the music to a final boss in Final Fantasy. It's pretty amazing. It really does. Like, it's badass. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's on there. He fought Daniel Bryan. Of course, this match was for the, the heavyweight championship, and if Daniel Bryan was to lose, then his contract would be terminated, or he had to leave SmackDown or something. And Daniel Bryan is gone. His contract's coming up, um, coming up, coming up soon. And uh, he says that he wants to venture out of wrestling outside of WWE. Wow. Okay. Well, um, who, who Daniel Daniel Bryan wants to go outside of WWE? Well, that's fine. I mean, I feel like in WWE he's pretty much done everything he's gonna do. And yes, he got he got the wife. He you know he got the wife. He got the life. Um, he surpassed everyone's expectations. I always always been a mark for him from day one. You know, um, he back got his... from his Ring of Honor days, him and Punk, whatever. Um, man, could you imagine? Could you imagine this scenario. And this is just like my own fantasy booking, me acting crazy and me thinking loosely. Imagine having CM Punk, Samoa Joe, and Brian Danielson in AEW. That would blow my mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Although I, I, I find it interesting to see, like, okay, uh, who's gonna be the top guy? Because all of them were obsessed with getting that spot and walked away from De- – well, they didn't walk away. Well, Samojo didn't walk away. But, um, you know, left WWE because they're feeling like they're not getting it. So, And plus, I want Daniel – to be honest, I want Daniel Bryan to leave. I, I really do. Because I think shoehorning him into that triple threat match was bullshit. It's just part of the reason everybody was hype about it was because this could be my last WrestleMania. I want it to be his last WrestleMania. So I would tell AEW, you can have him. I I want Daniel Bryan to leave because I'm I've been I, that the fact that they shoehorned him into a main event he had no business being in. I'm already completely turned off by anything Daniel Bryan does in the ring. So send him to AEW. Hot take, damn. No, I mean I mean you're right. I mean WWE. I think he's done everything he can do. I think he's had some of the funnest segments his rise to stardom was fantastic they did right they did right by him there's nothing else for him to do man i mean let the let the young guys take over for a while he just has to sit there and be a lifer unless they can sit there and compromise with the lighter schedule um let him go venture out let him go to you know aw or impact or back to ring of honor maybe do some new japan stuff whatever 
I'd just like to see him outside the WWE umbrella and see what he could do with it. I mean, I'm pretty sure he could do the same, and if not more, um, and being cautious of his body. But man, I, can, I just, I mean, I, should, I like thinking about the dream scenarios we could see him with Kenny Omega or Hangman Adam Page or John Silver. Um, you know, seeing some stuff with like Frankie Kazarian or something. Um, hell, I'd like to see Dale Bryan versus Phoenix. Oh my God, I, it would blow my fucking mind. You know, there's so many different possibilities. Um, I don't know. It'd be pretty fun to see him outside and just seeing Samoa Joe and CM Punk like having like the Ring of Honor veterans coming out to AEW and just starting their own faction of like Ring of Honor originals. That'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Especially if ROH does any sort of partnership with AEW, that would be great for that. Maybe some type of invasion angle. I don't know, something like that. Like all the all the factions are at a war with each other. I don't know. It's pretty cool, but um, no, that's just that's just my own take on it. I I hope Daniel Bryan. Um, I wish him well on whatever direction he goes. Because if he sticks with WWE, I'm pretty sure he'll do amazing things. If he goes somewhere else, I'm always going to support him because I've always been a fan of his. Um, you know, Cesaro's finally getting his limelight in WWE. Finally, after a decade or plus more. Um, so we have a lot of different things happening. Wrestling is a good time to be right now. But um, what else you got there, Vinny? What else is on your little page of things to do? Well, I got one last wrestling topic here before we jump into other sure. stuff. But we got to talk about this because... Uh, Elvis and I, as you guys know, are wrestling fans. That's a given. One wrestling show that Elvis and I were extremely hooked on was Lucha Underground. We loved it. We worshipped it. We loved seeing some of the Lucha guys show up, whether it's in WWE or AEW or wherever. But there's one guy in particular that we were huge fans of that is making a potential AEW appearance. And that is... could Could you please tell us who this amazing person is? Marty the Moth Martinez. Oh my god, dude. I am so excited. Remember when we first introduced you to the show? Yes. Remember you're at my house when I was living um in Norcross when I moved out from Nicole's when me and Nicole were living together. You came to my house and we binge watched like I think the first season together. Yeah. I remember seeing your jaw drop so many times, like how why how 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 did this happen? It was such a, it was so amazing. Now I think, I think you watch right now on Pluto TV or something, or one of those uh, free streaming things you can get from like your smart TV. Um, but man, I remember the first time watching Lunch Underground, I was so hooked. I'm like, my God, this is awesome. Yeah, you know me, always trying to find something that's counter WWE. Um, but it was so good. It was so fun. And uh, Marty DeMoth was one of my favorites. Um, he was such a weird character and I loved him so much. And I was so drawn to him. I'm like, my God, this guy is perfect he's crazy uh, but not crazy it was so weird it's crazy but he pulled it off like some people try to pull off crazy with like crazy eyes or crazy mannerisms he was just naturally crazy without having to crazy he had crazy eyes but it wasn't like forced it was kind of like okay this guy's nuts i have a beer with him and then leave before i have to pay the tab you know i don't know martin the moth man i can't wait to see him in AEW. that's gonna be the case because that dude i mean i haven't seen him in quite so i haven't seen him since like season three i think um, so I wonder what he's been up to. If he's in ring shape or what's going on, but I'm I'm curious to see what happens with him going forward because I thought he was a big name. Um, he became champion too, right? Actually, let me let me take a look at that real quick. Marty the Moth Martinez. Let's see what he looks like. <clears throat> Martin Casuas. Um, let's see where where is this guy? Because you know I miss this guy. He was so much fun. Um, an American professional wrestler who was tra- who is currently training at the Nightmare Factory. Get the hell out of here! Wow. So he is part of Nightmare Family. So he could probably even go under that. Um, let's see. He was in uh, 
UCW. Um, all right. Yeah, it looks like he was a world like world wrestling entertainment. Uh, he had his first tryout at FCW training in 2007. He was a competitor in a revival of Tough Enough. Okay. Um, okay, that's pretty good. Lucha Underground, where he got his all his stuff on there. Uh, he made his debut in All Elite Wrestling. What? On Dark. Fine. Oh, he was facing Brian Cage. So it looks like he fought Brian Cage this year. What the fuck? How the hell did I miss that one? I guess I'll have to go back and watch that one. But, uh, yeah. Barton Moth. So... I know Vinny sounds like he may not be here. He might be on a call of buff bag. Well, which is probably cool. Uh, green Lantern. So, for all my people, again, I am going to beat this down. I'm a DC guy. I've always been a DC guy. I love DC. Um, we all know about the flop that was the 2011 Green Lantern with um, Ryan Reynolds. I thought it was good for its time, I guess. But it wasn't anything. DC kind of screwed up a lot when it came to a lot of different things. But it looks like uh, they're actually making a Green Lantern out in 2021. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have been watching, what was it, American Horror Story. Uh, but they have, uh, so there's like three different well, Green Lanterns you guys need to know of. Um, Guy Gardner is a story they're going to be building around for the Green Lantern Corps. It's not going to just be him. It's going to be like Kilowog. It's going to be everybody, right? So they're going to have the whole Green Lantern Corps. But the three main people that people know of being a Green Lantern is obviously Hal Jordan, the character played by Ryan Reynolds. John Stewart, which I think they're gonna make making a movie with him later on, but Guy Gardner is like the jerk, pretty much. He's like the asshole Green Lantern, which is pretty awesome, because that's the first thing you want to see, because for the Green Lantern, the, the ring chooses you, um, and the thing is you can make all these aspects or these uh, projections through the ring to protect yourself, you know, making yourself into a bubble or having a machine gun or having, you know, smashing somebody with a train or something. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Green Lantern Corps is really awesome. Um, it kind of sees the early renditions uh, back when um, Sinestro is the leader of the Yellow Lantern Corps. Not much of you guys been going into it. I've been talking about a website for you guys. Um, if you guys been going into DC or even Marvel or Dark Horse or whatever comic books you want to go for, uh, Comics Explained, great place to start if you want to learn anything about um, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, or Guy Gardner's um, Green Lantern run. Um, there's some cool, interesting Batman ones. I mean, I like Batman as much as the next person, but this dude like just has all the greatest stories uh, from Batman, Court of Owls. Um, let's just say, hypothetically, you have a favorite mutant, or let's say you fell out of comics a long time ago. Let's say you're younger, you're collecting comic books, you're watching movies, or you're just not getting into the landscape. You're really loving the Marvel movies and the DC movies. Um, comics Explained has a video for pretty much any person you're thinking about, it, even the obscure ones, like The Collector from uh, Infinity War. Um, they have a whole video about the collector or Howard the Duck, um, even a little Sputnik dog they have on there. There's so many different videos that give you variations and an origin story and what everybody, what everybody's power is, who's a mega level, who's not a mega level, like, you know, Iceman, Magneto, Scarlet Witch, um, Franklin Richards, which by the way, if you guys ever have a chance, if you just want to start off, um, let's say you're at work, you just want something to listen to, you're like, you know what, I want to get into comic books, I want to figure something out. Um, Comics Explained has this amazing story. I mean, it wasn't written by Comics Explained, but he narrates it, and he narrates it so well. Uh, his name is Rob. You can join the Rob Corps. It's pretty awesome. Comics Explained. Um, but if you're gonna listen to anything, listen to uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four. I know I've brought it up many times before, but Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four. It is the most well put together story I've ever heard. It's just so good. Um, it's a couple hours, so 
Um, it's just something like if you're at work and you're just doing busy work, you want something in the background. This guy's narration is spot on. Um, he kind of he explains a story, but also he kind of gives an idea. Like if you weren't following for a while, he kind of gives you a little backstory, but nothing too in depth where you get lost. But he kind of guides you through the whole process of what has to be done. So um, let's say you want to get more into DC, you want to learn more more about the origins of Green Lantern or Batman or Superman. Um, you know, uh, you want to learn more about um, Constantine. I mean, he's awesome. Um, <laughs> I've always been talking about like the DC animated movies. They're really freaking awesome. They had um, uh, Justice League Dark. It's always been a fun topic to go through. Um, Justice League Dark is great as a two-part series. It's like Batman, um, Batman and Constantine and uh, this ghost I forgot his name and Zantana. Um, it's it's pretty cool, man. So if you ever want to get caught up on DC, Marvel, Dark Horse, any other comic book character you think about, I mean, even they even talk about um. Uh, Rick and Morty. Rick being like this uh, Omega level kind of mutant too, because he's like the smartest man in the world. Um, it's just it's it's kind of cool. It's got comparisons, uh, but it's definitely a lot of fun when it comes to it for sure. Absolutely, and um, and uh, so and uh, some of you might have heard me uh, real quick uh, with a quick thing to Elvis. Like I said, since we're breaking the fourth wall, um, I did have to take a call. Turns out it, everything's okay. Um, it wasn't as big of an emergency, but we did talk it out. Um, just, uh, with some stuff that, uh, Buff wanted my help with, but he, for some reason he thinks I live near him. Uh, cause people keep telling him that. And it's like, dude, I live in Johns Creek. I live in the Duluth Alpharetta area. And he goes, damn, you're far from me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he said, all right, it's not, it's a big deal, but it's not that big a deal. And then, um, and I'll just bring this up since, uh, Elvis and I talked about it. Um, he says that by Wednesday, I need to make a decision whether or not uh, to help him manage his career. Um, I think you should do it. And I want to I co-manage you. I'll do it for free. Yeah. Um, I'll just give you some sage advice. And, you know, I told you before, if you ever need my help for looking up whatever he needs, whatever, or uh, venues or uh, cons or anything like that, whatever, I'm your man. Um, yeah. I, I don't think you should wait till Wednesday. I think you should talk to him and say, yeah, man, because it looks like well, he's he's reaching out to you. Well, and, I have to uh, wait till Wednesday because he's busy the next two days. So he told me to call him Wednesday. Well, whatever's better for you, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to say, you know, I think it'll be a great opportunity for you. And the thing is, like, you know, you get yourself back into that world, whatever, when it comes to it. I think it'd be good for you. I think we talked about it last time. I think you should take it. And then I think you should, I mean, I think you should try it because you might surprise yourself how well you'd be doing at this. Um, yeah. You know, I think that you kind of prepped your whole life to get here to where you're at. And uh, you're always going to have other projects. And he's always going to have other projects, too, um, when it comes to it. And yeah. I think that I think you should take it on only for the simple fact that you might surprise yourself in seeing what you can do for yourself and do for him. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to be kind of tight to the hip for a while and, you know, uh, have the conversation. What's your expectations and what has to be done? But yeah, I think you should do it. Well, I, think I know that. Well, I know the first thing he was talking about is like obviously he he wanted to start things off with. Uh, right now, he mostly just needs help with his website. So <clears throat> I told him I said, "Yeah, as long as I have the as long as I know the hosting site or the login information, I can get into it. I should be able to help him somewhat." And then, well, I mean, does he have a website? Does he have a website right now, or do, you, do he wants to rebuild, or what does he want to do? He has one. He just needs to update it and add stuff on it. And he those are things he needed help with. So. I mean, is he on Squarespace? Have you have you tried doing Squarespace? It's pretty easy. I mean, here's a free plug: Squarespace. It makes website making so easy. I mean, 
as long as you know how to sit there and get a file, click a file, and transport it over, you can make your file so easy. Squarespace. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored here <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> well, I don't know who does it, but I know that it's – I know the website is MarcusBuffBagwell.com. That's his website. And well, I mean, well, I'll tell you what, though, Mr. Manager. I mean, take his ideas down, but in the meantime, in the next couple of days, go on Square – just try it out. Just go on Squarespace, figure out what works for him, but at the same time, see what he has on there. And, you know, go on Squarespace and see what we could do for it. I mean, if anything, I mean, we could both go on it together. We could you want to put the account on there. We could both put it on there, you know, do the bio, do all that stuff, whatever, do the videos, do the photographs, you know, for whatever. Um, go on Squarespace and see how easy it is. I mean, it, it should be pretty simple. Yeah. You don't, need, you, you don't need web developers anymore to get this taken care of. You can get it done with a simple click of a button. As long as you got the information you need, I mean, you can make it simple with Squarespace. I can't believe I'm doing that. It sounds like I'm on a commercial for Squarespace. <laughs> hey, hey, if enough people go to Squarespace and we can get a sponsorship deal out of it, I'm in. I'm just saying, like, you know, from from other podcasts I've been listening to, like uh, I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to, uh, you know, how did this get made? They talk about Squarespace and how easy it is. Um I went on the site, and it's pretty darn easy, Vinny, um, as long as you know how to click and drag and do everything else. And you taught me how to export a, a file from a regular file to an MP3. So with that knowledge already, you're three steps ahead of me, Vinny. So yeah. with your basic you know, uh, information that you know how to use on a computer, as long as you know how to click and drag and put some stuff on there, and they have millions of templates you could use. Not millions, but you know, it's got thousands of templates you could use of different layouts, different pictures. You know, How do you want it? Do you want to go vertical? Do you want to go horizontal? I mean, there's so many different ways you could deal with it. So, um, you know, he could sit there and keep doing what he has on there. I'm pretty sure he'd keep the same domain. Or if not, if he wants to make it more elegant and more up-to-date, you know, just change a couple of banners. It might suck because if you've got some stuff holding back, say, hey, I, that's yours. That's cool. We could update it the way you want to. You keep paying that. Or you could do Squarespace, um, and we could update it all the time. We could do it every, every season. You could do it four times a year or three times a year if you want. Yeah. Just to keep it up and active. Oh yeah, absolutely. And because he said that's just like that's the that's the first thing he wants help with, and then obviously there's like you know other things we potentially talked about, like me coming with him to gigs and helping him with his merch and everything, and you know just helping him with his career. And he said that it's he said he needs somebody to help him, and he he said if I don't want to do it, he'll find somebody else. But he's reaching out to me because he trusts me, and he said like and he said you don't have to worry about getting paid because you'll get paid. I'm like all right, so it's it's. It sounds like it sounds like a good deal, and you and like I said, I've I've gotten advice from you. I've literally asked everybody in the group their opinion, and pretty much everybody, you know, just said, "Hey, you know, make sure you know what the job entails. Be careful of certain things." I've gotten different advice from everybody. You're, I will say, you're the only one that your first answer was go for it. Well, I mean, like think about the position you're in. Um, you're you're being asked to manage someone's career and do something different. It's going to be a new a new road, a new path, whatever that you're going to be going on. And um, I'm pretty sure you're not going to take it lightly because you're literally going to be balancing someone's career in your hands. Um, and the thing is, like, I think you're pretty mindful of the business and for a person's well-being. And uh, he's reaching out to you because, you know, maybe because you're younger and you probably have more outlets and more people out there and maybe get some connections and try to get things taken care of. Or, or for anything, he probably make you the connections. He's going to be the mouthpiece. And sell Buff Bagwell. So oh, yeah. how are you going to sell Buff Bagwell when it comes oh. to these things? So, um, I mean, maybe you have to sit there and if you're going to be his manager, are you going to have him do some different things to kind of get his name out there and become like this different person or totally. the same person? Like, I'm not sure which one you wanted to take. So we could talk off, we could talk off air about the different routes we could take. We had some talks 
I think we were off air a couple of days ago when we first brought it to my attention. Yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, with that said, I mean, we want to see, do we want to energize his, 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 the career? Do we want to sit there and make him do some different things? Um, if he's prone and open to a lot of different things, there's, there's tons of things you can do above. Um, but, you know, it's all about what he's willing to do, what he wants to do. And what's his, again, what's his trajectory, what he wants to do. But yeah, you, you, I think you should do it. I think, you would be remiss not to because imagine he's reaching out to you he wants you to do it and you say no and he finds somebody else i don't want you like six months now kicking yourself in the ass that you could have done something that you didn't you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely so yeah and then like i said he just said hey call me on wednesday which i'm going to because he said wednesday or thursday but i know thursday i'm going to be busy because uh, and I'll do another. And since we're doing plugs here, I'll do another uh, shameless plug here. Uh, Thursday is going to be the season finale of the Going Live show, so I'm going to be busy all day Thursday with that because uh, we're going to be getting ready for the season finale of the Going Live show. So if I do call him, it'll probably be Wednesday because I'll, I'll have that day open except for work and just some last minute stuff I'm editing. And I won't have to worry about AEW because you and Dez are going to be watching that. Plus you guys will be recording it Thursday most likely anyway. So yeah, Wednesday will probably be the best day to call him. But, there you go. I mean, you do you, boo. I mean, yeah, you know what I, you just, do. I just, I just know that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to see what I, I, I know web design. I'm, I'm decent at. Um, I also know that um, I even talked to, um, I even asked my, uh, my boss at uh, HVMA for advice. And he even said like, if he needs marketing help, bring him over here. We'll see if we can help him, and I'll split the profit on that with you. You know, we'll, I'll make sure you get a bigger cut than you normally get. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's there's a lot of different avenues we could take, and this is gonna be like the first step. The first step is gonna say yes, and second, you know, you and I, you and I brainstorm all the time. I mean, you we call each other. At least I call you, and you're like, oh shit, it's Elvis. Um, no, I'm pretty no, sure. No, I'm gonna tell you um, right now. Out of all the out of all the friends, with the exception of Desmond. You and Desmond are pretty much the only two in the group that when you call me, I don't go, fuck me. <laughs> You're the only <laughs> ones I don't because I know when I talk to you, the conversation's not going to be boring. And I also know that you very seldom ask for favors. I mean, you have asked me for favors in the past, but it's not something I'm going to expect every phone call. I don't have to worry about, okay, what does he want now? It's you know, that's, I never have to worry about that. That's why I enjoy talking to you, you know, because the favors sorry, you ask for I, are once the in a blue time, moon. The only time I really call you is like, I think like that once a year or every other year or whatever, when I had to move and move some couches or something. But other than that, that's more like, you want to hang out, some pizza, watch some wrestling? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, hey, um, when, or, hey, when can you come over and do the podcast? Like, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, it's, and then, and then in between that, it's ball busting and Italian accents. It's a lot of Italian accents. A it's lot every, of Italian accents. It's either "What's up, jerk face?" or "Avendibucci." Yes. And it's literally like it's literally like a, like like a, like a, like a thirty second bit, and then we got it. And then it's like, all right, we've 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 worn this out. We, we have to do a bit almost every time when we're on the phone. We can't just sit there and say, "How you doing, Vinny?" Hey, Elvis. What's, I don't think we've once had that. Hey, how you doing, Vinny? Or hey, what's up, Elvis? It's never like that. It's always a, it's always a shtick every time. I think we're always on. I think we I think there's maybe been one or two where we weren't on. I think there's maybe one or two which is like, hey, how you doing, pal? I, I can't I, I don't know I don't remember why that was, but that there was like one that's or like two calls. Ten plus years. That's ten plus years of phone calls and us and us bullshitting. 
no, like two times we had regular phone calls. That's <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. And the thing, even when I'm in a bad mood, it turns into a, even if one of us is pissed off and venting, it still turns into a bit at some point. A bit's gonna it come does. into the phone call. Because it always ends with Zach's mom somehow. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got oh, uh, Zach's gonna hate me for this, but I have to tell a Zach story. I gotta tell a Zach oh, story. Uh, All right. Wait, wait, wait. Here's some. Here's a story about Zachariah Scott. Yes. Our favorite community ginger go on yes so anyway he was pissed off that we called the show zach's red pube last week he, he couldn't was, share it i know he was not he would not share the episode i'm like dude that is so petty but anyway we were that was it was, the best episode by the way oh yeah and it was after we had just um did uh another favor uh for buff but um we were hanging out at his we were hanging out at his house i finally got to go inside his uh, new place that he's been staying in for a while. Um, I didn't meet his okay. roommates because they were dead asleep. But um, we went into his room for a second, and I, I got to tell you this. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say – I don't want to say anything bad about the room. I do want to say this, though. Um, there have been times where I have hooked up with ladies of the evening, and they've taken me to their place, and it looks identical to Zach's room. I'm just saying. I have, I have seen this room before. And I went over, and I happened to see Zach's mattress. And oh, I, what kind of bed was it? No, no, no. I went over to the mattress, mm-hmm. and I went, and I went, hello, Mitch. Nice to finally meet you. Okay. Zach was so pissed. Hey, I got a question. What? Actually, I'm going to ask you something. Do you know who gave him that bed? Who? I did. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to. I had an extra one. He was like... My air mattress popped. I'm like, did you pug with your needle dick? He's like, fuck you, asshole. I'm like, dude, make it up to you. I'll give you mine. Um, I had one. It was a queen size. It was big. Um, I took it camping once. Um, never used it. Um, I think I got it from Walmart. It was like $20. It was like on a clearance rack. You know, it's got that, that clearance aisle on there. I was like, you know, you never know when you need it. You never know when you need an aero bed. You know, you have a guest over or many guests over. You don't know if they're going to spend a night or not. So my wife has one. I have one. And um, I took mine camping one weekend, and I had some dirt underneath it. You know, we, I cleaned it off. Um, but um, now we, we give we give Zach a lot of shit, though. It's only because we love him. We roast the ones we love. Um, Zach is a good sport. He is, uh, he is. He is our resident ginger asshole piece of shit Irish prick. But uh, we love him. Um, I cannot wait to take him out for a drink. Um, I owe him like three drinks, or I'm gonna pay for his bar. I'm gonna pay for his bar tab. I'm, I'm gonna take him out. I'm gonna buy him dinner. It sounds like it sounds weird now. I'm getting so weird. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna buy dinner. We're, we're gonna we're gonna buy we're gonna buy a whole bunch of shots. We're gonna get a whole bunch of beers and just get sloshed. It's gonna be a fun time because I you know I do miss hanging out with Zach to get drunk with him because he is such a fun drunk. Now maybe maybe not around you, uh, but with me he always he always corresponds correctly. Yeah, he doesn't really get out of line with me. I'm not sure what it is about you that you guys get crazy. Uh, whatever I drink with Zach because I remember earlier on when I first met the guy. Uh, buy him a shot and buy him beer, whatever. Because I, I, I don't want to drink alone. Uh, he was always up and at him to drink with me, which I appreciated. And I allowed you. I had a lot of fun. Zach, drunk Zach is a lot of fun um, for the majority of part. Yeah. Um, and I miss that. So, I, I mean, the pandemic's, you know, it's been a while. I haven't seen him in a while either. Um, I think I saw him for an AW pay-per-view. That's long ago. He pissed me off. But, you know, Zach yeah. pisses a lot of people off because he's an Irish break. But that's okay. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's saying, like, kiss my ass or something right now. Um, yeah, I do miss Zach. I do miss him. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I miss him. He's yeah. a good guy. 
And at this point, you know, I think like, yeah, don't feel bad about saying you're going to buy him a drink or dinner or something. Cause I feel like we give him so much shit. We kind of owe it. Like, Hey, let's, 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 let's do a kind gesture. So he knows this is ball busting. I think we give him so much shit. Well, yeah. And, and the thing is like, I have to ball bust him because like, he's my favorite to ball. He's my favorite person to ball bust because he tries so hard to roast this. Yeah. And he's just not good at it. And the thing is like, he sucks at it. And he really tries, and he wants to get on your. He wants to get underneath your skin. He just doesn't know how to do it. And when you poke fun at him, he gets so bent out of shape. And um, it's just it's just fun because it's like it's almost like easy pickings, like shooting barrel in a barrel, like just shooting a barrel. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. It was like shooting a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like shooting a barrel inside of a barrel. It's like you're, you're gonna hit it regardless. Um, it's kind of hard to fuck with them, but at the same time, like you know, I don't want to. But sometimes I just get in that. In that mindset, I'm just like, I'm just going to destroy him now because he pissed me off. Um, but he's, he's good people, man. He's always been a true friend. Like, um, we do give him a lot of shit, but he's always been a true friend. He's never been – he's been an asshole a lot of times, but, like, he's our asshole, you know? I'm, he calls me the pretty boy. I don't know why. Um, thank you for calling me pretty, I think, I guess. That's a compliment. But, um, no, nah, he's, he's he's always took everything with stride. He's never took anything personal. Um, we've said some horrible, demeaning things about him, and – he always takes it in his stride, and it takes a big person to do that, though. So, Zach, I apologize for the Captain Red Pube episode. Um, I just couldn't think of anything, and for some reason, I don't know why I thought about your red pubes. But... <laughs> it just it, – here's the thing. He said it. I thought it was funny, and I just went, fuck it, because I couldn't come up with a better title. I just couldn't. So that was perfect. So we just fucking rent, went with it. I didn't – But without a but – with, but the thing is, without a hitch, without a beat, you're like, what should we call it, Mike? Zach's red pube, and you're like, okay. That, yeah, you, you just blurted it out. I was like, wow, that's okay. Fuck it, let's try it. Um, so oh, we went boy. with it. It was great. And I should talk to my psychologist about why I'm thinking about Zach's red pube. That's horrible. Yeah, that's that is kind of messed up. Uh, that's a different. That's a different topic for a different day. Different. Yeah. Speaking of different topics, um, we got a few more uh, if we got time for them. Uh, this is an interesting one. Um, okay. Elvis, this is probably a dumb question, but I'll ask it. Um, you've seen the never-ending story, right? Uh, yeah, I actually, um, I actually sued that company years ago. Really? Yeah, because it ended. I want my money back. No, I'm joking. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. I love. I fucking love that movie. Who yeah. doesn't? That movie's great. They look like strong lawsuits, don't they? So anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, so the. Anyway, I, I'm I was a big fan of the of the movie. I even I also liked the second one, which a lot of people some people don't. I personally enjoyed it. It was the ones after that I didn't think were that great. But anyway, the actress who played the childlike empress in the never ending story recently was interviewed and she recalls disturbing aftermath of the film's success. Um you can add Tammy Stronach who played the childlike empress in the never-ending story, to the group of entertainers saying that childlike childhood stardom isn't all it's cracked up to be. Uh, Stronach landed her role in the big-budget 1984 fantasy film accidentally when she was 10, well, Vice. Uh, she was taking theater classes at an acting school in San Francisco, and a casting agent for the movie visited her teacher, catching Stronach performing. But when the film based on the Michael Endy book came out, uh, Stronach, at then 11 and having resumed her normal life and schooling, experienced a disturbing aftermath with men camping outside her home and offers from marriage proposals and nude film roles rolling in. 
She's since spent decades away from Hollywood. Stronach, who spent her early years in Iran, beat out poltergeist actress Heather O'Rourke of the, for the, of the childlike empress monarch of the fictional world Fantasia, or Fantastica in the book. In the movie, though she appeared on screen for just a few minutes in the role, with her character described as an indescribably beautifully young, beautiful young girl, adult men tracked her down her address in pre-internet times and camped outside her family's Northern California home, hoping to get a glimpse of her after the film came out. Then came the marriage proposals, including one from a German man who mailed her an expensive engagement ring and the inappropriate offers from producers who would show up at her door. They came to our house and pitched it, and I'm like, I'm not doing a nude film, Stronach recalled. I'm not Lolita. As for the ring, I found someone who was traveling to Germany and sent it back because I didn't want to take this person's money. I felt so guilty, she said. I took everything way too seriously and really to heart. I wonder if there could have been a way to not be as freaked out. She recalled interviewing a Stranger Things star Millie Brown as a fan convention at a convention when someone ran on stage to give Brown now 17 engagement ring. She was so much cooler than I was at 10. She was just like, well, thanks, and that was it, Stronark said. In light of what was happening, Stronark's parents, who were archaeologists, not Hollywood types, decided they weren't able to help their 11-year-old daughter navigate child stardom. So she stopped pursuing a professional acting career. That included declining the sign for, to sign for a possible never-ending story sequel. So the childlike empress in number two is different from this one. The bottom line, the bottom line is my parents just weren't equipped to be managers, she said. We weren't in it for the money, and we certainly weren't in it for the fame. I think if I had moved to L.A. and they had decided to help me hunt for projects, we could have found those. But that was just not a step we as a family were going to take. And she was generally okay with walking away from Hollywood stardom because I did not desperately want to be a star, she said. I desperately wanted to act. Those are two different things. Stronach said she packed away her never-ending story role. I didn't really talk about it, and it just kind of melted away and concentrated on being a normal teen. When she moved after high school to become a professional dancer in New York City, where she still lives, she didn't put the never-ending story on her, on, my, on her resume. For me, it was like I was a dancer. It didn't seem relevant. Stronach spent two decades dancing and doing theater in New York City. She has her own dance company, is a professor of dance at Marymount Manhattan College, and teaches yoga. Along with her husband, Greg Steinbrenner, with whom she shares a daughter, she's made an 80s-esque fantasy film called Man and Witch with a star-studded cast. Her daughter, Maya Ten, has a role in the film, and Stronach said she'd be thrilled if she continued acting. You asked me if I wanted to be a star as a kid. I'm such a complicated case because I really love doing the work but don't really like the lifestyle, she said. I had to navigate this alternative path, and I just feel so lucky. She still looks back at the making of the never-ending story with fondness, calling the three months filming in Bavaria with her mom as her chaperone summer camp. I still... I did not have stage parents who were like, great, we're just going to put our careers on hold and chase her around, she said. They had a really full, exciting lives and said, sure, we can do this for a summer, then you're going back to school. Stronart recalled not having a lot of time to hang out with fellow child actors, Noah Hathaway, who played Atreyu, and Barrett Oliver, who played Bastion, despite all living in the same hotel. She said Oliver was more into playing with his army men than hanging out. While she was filming, she lost some of her teeth, she recalls, and director Wolfgang Peterson and his team had to scramble to get fake teeth for her to wear on camera. And she said her tears were real as she was emotional over what the character faced. She also recalled promoting the film in Germany during production, while appearing on a German talk show, she randomly sang a song and was offered a record deal on the spot. Her mom said, okay, as long as it didn't impact their return flight to California in three days. Overnight, the songs were written and she recorded them the next day, even making a music video. 
We made that so fast, she recalled. It was insane. And then literally that was it. We didn't change the ticket. Wow. Um, I gotta say, child stars have the worst. I mean, um, it's gotta be tough growing up, like, in the spotlight like that, being a child star. Uh, we all seen it where, like, you know, Steve Urkel, um, you know, Gary Coleman, uh, Jeff Bridges, um, from all these different TV shows, um, growing up and, like, growing up awkwardly in front of us, Haley Joel Osment um, from The Sixth Sense and all them, child stars, and they have a stardom, and they're peaking and all this different stuff, and then, you know, it's like they don't know anything else. It's kind of hard. How do you grow in that bubble and kind of change from that? Imagine, like, you're a young little kid. I mean, you're playing with Barbies, and you're doing a movie, and you're presented all these different things and you have creepers camping aside your house and give you expensive uh, wedding rings. That's going to be traumatic. It's weird. Like I, I wouldn't want that. That's why for me, I would never want to be like, I hope this, this show keeps the way it is. Like, don't be wrong. I like to have like some followers, like, you know, over a thousand, 2000, whatever, um, the mark, whatever, and get us some nice little, you know, subscriptions and people getting us uh, sponsored deals. That'd be pretty cool to have some kind of income for a hobby that we're doing. And this yeah. is just it. I, I've never wanted to be aspired to be a rock star or a movie star or, you know, that's why I discourage people to follow me on any social media. Um, I'm not an asshole by any stretch of imagination. You know me. I just don't want, you know, I, I don't add people I don't know. I know it's weird, but you know what I hate more than anything else? I hate people who like my photos on Facebook and it's weird, right? Like you think people like, oh, you like it. But here's here's what I think in my mind. I think it's so stupid that people have to like your photographs to tell you, hey, I liked it. To me, that's stupid. If you see a photo, if you like it, in your mind, you say, I like it. To me, it's good enough. Okay. And if you don't, if you don't like it, you could just say, hey, I think that, that photo is stupid. If you like it, I don't need acknowledgement that you liked it. Um, well, it's just to me, it's weird. I, I know, I know, it's a weird thing. It's like we're such in a world where everybody has to post and everybody's waiting for that satisfaction, getting notifications. I hate getting, on, getting notifications. I click on it just to get it out of there as soon as possible. I just hate it. Um, it's stupid. And we're in a digital age right now, but imagine her pre-internet. I mean, people coming to her house telling her that, hey, I like your movie. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's so yeah. bad. Like the work it's you so have crazy. to put in just to camp outside somebody's house. I've never loved a star that much ever in no, my I. life. Like, like, you know me, like, I, you know me, I like, I like Cesaro, you know, I like, I like CM Punk, you know, um, you know, I like a lot of different artists and everything else, but never like camp out or go to a hotel or whatever. I've never wanted for autographs. I never wanted for photographs for people, you know, I mean, if a person's kind enough to take a photograph with me. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably keep it in my collection and, you know, maybe post it or something. I took a picture with Woody Harrelson years, years ago at, at Piedmont Park with, when Zoe was like a little baby. Because Woody Harrelson was right there, because Woody Harrelson's fucking amazing, right? Um, but it wasn't something like I put it on there and like I was like, oh my god, that's so awesome. Like a lot of people liked it, but imagine you being pre-internet, someone coming to your house, getting expensive rings sent to you in the mail. Like now, if I was her, I would have kept that ring and sold it. You know, good money, yeah. right? Um, but like child stars, man, that's gonna be so tough, man, because it's so predatory, it's so crazy. Like if you're a kid with all that money, what the fuck do you do with that money? other than spending on toys like what happens when you have all the toys you want like for instance i got all these beautiful toys here at the house like I, i'm a grown man so let's say i get the truck i want I, I i got the playstation 4 whenever playstation 5 i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pick it up eventually one of these days Vinny, i'm gonna get it whenever yeah. it comes out whenever it's available but i have like all all my old nintendo games all in one little console i made myself a retro pie i have everything i want where do you go from there like for me i work for everything i have 
Yeah. What happens when you have everything? What else is there? What What else is there? It's fucked up, and you know that, that's hard. Yeah. The whole yeah. world's telling you. The whole world's telling you you're amazing. You're fantastic. And then, like, what else? What else could you do? Yeah. And a lot of times, like, that's why so many of these not not all of them, but so many child stars they turn into divas because they're they're weighted on so much. Like, it changes them as people. And that's why a lot of them become you know, self-entitled because so many people have treated them like pampered stars the whole lives. Like I think one of the funniest movies I've seen is like that, that movie Dickie Roberts that David Spade did. That's right. Where he was, uh, where not only was he doing a parody of child stars, they had actual child stars on the show, like from the Brady bunch, from the Partridge family, from say by the bell, like all, like all of them on there and to me it was hilarious because what made it great was the fact that it 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 showed the child stars but at the end they do a big musical number with the child stars talking basically saying look we're glad that you enjoyed what we did but for the love of god please stop stalking us or calling us by our character names instead of our actual names like what yeah like they do the whole thing where it's like stop being a dick and I have one story about this. Uh, when I worked at Six Flags, when I was 14, uh, I was in New Jersey. And one day, Method Man was in the water park. Uh, he wasn't performing. He was just there with his family. I forgot Method right. Man was even married. And we found out about it because I had a friend who worked the, the, the toll booth thing. You know, like when you go to Six Flags, you have that little toll booth that you have to pay the guy before you go into the park? Yeah. So I had a buddy who worked there for the water park. So we were in the water park. And he just looked over, and he happened to look down, and he went, are you Method Man? And he looked up at him, and he goes, what up, kid? <laughs> and so because he was already there, he said, hey, can I get an autograph real quick? But that's because he was, like, right there in front of him. So Method Man was nice, gave the kid an autograph, everything else, and he let him in the park. Method Man spent the entire day in this park getting chased by fans. That sucks. Like, literally, and we, and we and had people coming over, and they like, dude, Method Man is pissed. He's like, why? He goes, dude, I literally saw him running. Like, he's like literally dead ass sprinting through the park because literally fans would not stop chasing him. Like, this is a guy who's, he's trying to go on rides and people are stalking him. There's like, he's trying to get something to eat. People are stalking him. Never came to the Dippin' Dot stand where I was at. So I didn't get to see him. But now, the, what I did have one coworker that got an autograph from him and I went, dude, you, you ch- dude, why would you chase him around for an autograph? He goes, I didn't. I was. He came up to my register. I was like, okay, that's different. Like, it's one thing if he's at the register and he's already there, you can say, hey, could I trouble you for an autograph? But if you're chasing somebody around the park, that's for goddamn ridiculous. And then my shift was over, and I'm walking out of the park, and all of a sudden, I look over, I see a bench, and I see Method Man passed out on the bench, like his head's in his wife's lap, and I just and I stared, and I and I, and I, and I regret doing this, but I didn't ask for anything, but I kind of just stared. Like for like a couple minutes, because I literally had that internal struggle in my head. Like, do I ask him for an autograph? Do I not ask him for an autograph? What do I? I may never see Method Man again. This guy's already been bothered. Like the whole thing's going through my head, and I. So I'm staring. I'm literally staring at him. His wife didn't notice me. I'm. I stared at him for like five minutes before I finally decided I'm not gonna bother him, and I just left. I just. I just got out of the park. I'm like, I'm not gonna bother this guy. He's been stalked enough, and a lot of people gave me shit. For not asking for Method Man's autograph, but I like to believe I did the right thing. What do you think? Should I should I have asked him? 
I think he did the right thing, man. I just don't think, like, you know, they're eating, they're trying to enjoy the day, whatever. I mean, I know sometimes you can't meet these people in public. I mean, it's, it's probably like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but I guess to me, it's not important to me. Um, like I told you before, I've, I've met tons of wrestlers, a lot of entertainer people. Um, I, I've served, uh, remember Joel, the, the pop singer Joel? She's a country singer now. Yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, I remember her. Um, yeah, I, I served her. I, I was working at a Kobayashi restaurant. They, they, you know, they, the places where they cook and they spin the spatulas and make little train sounds or whatever. I used to be a, a Japanese restaurant uh, chef like Desmond does, right? Yeah. Like a long, long time ago, like 20 plus years ago. Um, I served Joel. I served, uh, remember Bill Cartwright for the Bulls? I served him. Yeah. Um, uh, I met Kevin Nash at the gas station. I met Scott Steiner at Home Depot. Um, I saw Eric Bischoff at uh, US Play. Um, so I've met all these people, but the thing is, like, I've never been one for autographs, never been one for photographs. Um, I remember I talked to most of these people, like, at bars in different places. It was just more like, hey, man, enjoy your crap. Thank you so much for entertaining. Like, Kevin Nash, I was, dude, when I saw Kevin Nash, I was at a gas station. Biggest Outsiders fan you ever met. Like, you know, I had the lapel pen. I had the t-shirt. Not that day, obviously. And uh, I saw him. He was on the phone, whatever. So I waited. I waited. I waited. I my gas. And he got done. I'm like, hey, you're Kevin Nash, right? He's like, yeah. Like, hey, man, I want to say I'm a big fan. And this is what I said. I'm like, Kev, big fan. Thank you for making a wrestling fun again. I've had so much fun watching your show. It's it's fantastic. He's like, hey, you want an autograph or something? He asked me if I want an autograph. And I'm like, no, man. I just wanted to say that I appreciate you and you're awesome. That's it. He's like, all right, cool. Shook my hand. I shook his hand, got into my Mercedes and left. Wow. Um, yeah. And, it, and, you know, it was the same thing. I went to uh, Sidelines in Kennesaw. I'm not sure if it's still there or not. I saw Alex Wright. I saw uh, Berlin. We're all hanging out there, and uh, we were just bullshit or whatever. I was having a couple of drinks, and I sat next to. Remember Berlin? He was like the big, you know, he was like Alex Wright's protector when yeah. he was like um, met him, talked to him for a minute. He was pretty fucking cool. Um, Alex Wright, he was awesome. Um, we for two seconds, and really, I just wanted to get to know the people. Um, when I was in Florida, I met up with Jeff Jarrett, uh, Bobby Roode, um, Eric Young. Um, who else? Uh, somebody else. I forgot who it was, but unless. I say I saw these people out in public. And I remember when I first went up to him, I'm like, "Hey, well, what's up, guys? I'm a big fan." And Jeff Jarrett, I remember he stopped me right away. You don't want none of your bullshit, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I met Jarrett. He goes, he goes, he goes, like, we don't want any of your bullshit. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just saying, you guys are my heroes. I just want to buy you guys a drink because I respect what you guys do, and I'm big fans. And I just want to be tell able to tell my friends I bought you guys a drink. They may believe me, they may not, but at the same time, just for me, I like to buy you guys all a beer and a shot if that's cool. And Jeff Jarrett's like. Oh, hell yeah, go in and get the beers and get the shots. Eric, he, like, Eric was young back then, you know? So he's like, Eric, help this guy carry the drinks, whatever. So me and Eric <laughs> go to the bar and get, like, a couple, like, <laughs> I got a couple, I, I, I got, like, one of those big buckets, you know, of beers. There's, like, five or six in a bucket, and, like, I got a couple shots of whatever it was. So I sat there. We all took a shot together. We had a couple beers. I, che I cheers them, and then I fucking left. I mean, I was like, hey, man, I just want to say I respect you guys. You guys are the best. I come to your shows every other week because they used to tape it every other week. They tape two shows every two weeks. Yeah. On a Monday. So I used to be on TV all the time. Like, hey, guys, I, I respect you guys. I love you guys. I come here. I go to your shows every other week here at Universal Studios. He's like, man, you know what, though? That's awesome. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. So cool. Yeah. Um, I remember meeting SoCal Val at a TGI Fridays in Orlando. So, yeah, I, I, I've met a, my fair share of people out there. But it's more like it wasn't like I wanted to photograph or autograph. I was not that per I was never that person. I've never been one of those people. Yeah. I've always been a person. Hey, I respect you. Give me a handshake. Give me a hug, whatever. And I'm out. That's yeah. it. I usually with aut autographs, I don't always ask for those. But 
Uh, there have been times, I'm not going to lie, where if I happen to meet somebody and we're having a conversation, I'll say, hey, can I trouble you for a picture? I'll at least get a picture. There's only one wrestler, and this is not, has nothing to do with him personally. It was just the timing where I met a wrestler and didn't ask for an autograph and a picture, and that was Axe from Demolition. And, oh, okay. and he lives here in Georgia, and I met him at Lowe's. And he had come through my register in the time that I worked there, uh, he came through my register maybe five or six times. And it wasn't until the third or fourth time that I found out it was him. Because I was afraid to ask. But I'm like, this guy looks familiar. Then one day he was paying with a check and I had to get his ID. Because when you pay for a check, you got to ask your ID because you got to put the right. driver's license information on the check. And I looked and it said Bill Edie. And I went, okay, face looks familiar. Name looks familiar. I Googled that shit and I looked at it and I went, Holy shit, that's Axel Demolition. Because I thought he looked familiar because I saw him on uh, Guest Booker with Sean Oliver. So I so his face was familiar, but I couldn't get it was him. And then, holy shit, like he, I, I found out it was him. And I literally went and told uh, my buddy Cedric, because he's the only other person there at the time that liked wrestling. Now there was like at least one or two other people there that were wrestling fans other than that. But they worked in different departments, so I didn't talk to them often. So I literally had no cashier I could turn to and say, hey, check out what was on Raw last night. Nobody gave a shit. So, but yeah, it was like Axe from Demolition. Was that, came up to my register like six times because he, he would go to that Lowe's regularly. Oh, um, yeah, I, I've always been a fan from afar. I'm, I'm always like, you know, hey, I respect your crafts. I respect you guys. I'm done. That's it. Um, nothing more, nothing less. But yeah, it's uh, it's my brush with fame, I guess, when it comes to it. I mean, I mean, they're just regular people with cool jobs. That's the way I think about it. I've never been... I know a lot of people who collect autographs and sell them online or whatever. Um, you know, I, I don't care for that. I just think that they're cool, they have cool jobs. I'm like, hey, man, you have a cool job. You know it. Love you guys. I'll see you on TV next week, you know? Yeah. And I found... And I, I will say this to you guys. If, if you want to know how serious Elvis takes the notification thing, here's how serious he took it. When I, when I, when I put this Boochcast team together... I made everybody uh, editors on the Facebook page. So that way they can, you know, create posts and stuff. It would pop up on there and it would show them, you know, from time to time in case I needed them to post something. Elvis was on there for about a few months before finally he called me up and said, uh, Vinny, please take me off as an editor. And I'm like, dude, why are you quitting the show? He goes, no, I'm not quitting the show. I just can't take all these goddamn notifications. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, like okay, I so I had to take Elvis down as an editor, but at first I thought you were quitting the show, and I was like, no, dude, I just can't take all these goddamn notifications. I'll do the podcast, but I, I can't follow all this shit. The first, like, the first time you made me admin, I was like, okay, I'll do it, and then I started getting, like, you know, pop-up at the pop-up. It was, like, 17, 20, 25, 35. I'm like, okay, nope, take me off. <laughs> so I was like, okay, but yeah, so, I, so he does take the notification thing seriously, but... Um, now, but you, you do know though, that the likes and comments and stuff, um, they're, they're being complimentary, you know, unless it's somebody who's being an asshole, but usually when they do that, oh. they're being nice. You, you... Oh, no, no, no. Listen, I, I understand, but I think it's a sickness in my brain is what it is. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I just, it's like, you know, um, this is at work when I have work emails, usually when I work an email. So whenever I get done, like, so let's say I read an email and it says, the customer says, Hey, I needed my rental extended. Okay. Go into the file, I extend the rental, and when that file's done, I delete it. Now, I won't delete it completely, I 
I deleted, so I don't have to see it on there. So anything that's impending on my email address is just stuff for me to work. When I see stuff that just says liked or replied to, and I, I, had, I, get, I get a lot of compliments. Say, hey, man, good job. It was, a, it was a fun episode. Or, hey, I'm really glad you got your new house. Or, you know, your daughter looks beautiful. Or, you know, that kind of stuff I appreciate. I do. Um, but just to me mentally, um, when I get notifications, I'm like, oh, I don't want to take them off. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And I know it sounds lazy or whatever it is. Maybe because I'm just 41 years old. I just get, hate getting notifications. But a notification to me is like something that's not been done. So I guess it works kind of train my brain to where if I get notification, that means something's not done. And when it is, it's just comments or posts or anything else. I'm like, I can't do this. I, I, I can't. It's just going to drive me insane. So no disrespect to the fans out there who you can, you can sit there and post something and say, hey, Elvis, good job today or whatever. Um, or, or the podcast was good or the podcast was bad, whatever it is, though. But don't take no offense to it. I just um, it's just a me thing um, more than anything else. So don't take don't take offense to it. Um, I appreciate you commenting. If the show needs to go in a different direction or I need to slow the fuck down when I talk, whatever the situation I call for, um, I will listen. I will try to do my best to uh, adhere and try to do better. But at the same time, like, I guess for me, it's just it's a weird thing. So if you, if you want to sit there and put on, hey, Elvis, you had a great show. I don't expect a reply. I acknowledged it. I liked it in my brain. But I'm not going to like your comment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, do we have time for one more? Do we have time for one more topic or do you want to wrap this up? So let's do, I'll tell you what, though, we're going to do one more, but we're not going to do your thing. We're going to okay. do my thing. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be a jerk today. Um, right, go ahead. Vinny Bucci, it's that time. Oh, yes. Mystic Elvis in his horoscope readings. <laughs> Mystic Elvis is here. So here we are for the Pisces. You are a Pisces, right? Yes, sir. Mr. Pisces, this is your horoscope for tomorrow. May discover your emotions are tempered today. May want to turn inward, though. Pisces, you're apt to surprise yourself and the people around you when you decide that all you want to do is go into your room and sit by yourself instead of joining a crowd outside. Don't feel bad about doing this. Even if you're expected to be at the party at full regalia, do what feels most natural for you. It's like there's times, so pretty much in your horoscope today, tomorrow is going to be, you may feel like you want to clam up and just be away in your room, but, you know, do whatever's best for you. If you want to clam up, clam up. If you want to be at a party person, be at a party person. Okay. That's going to be your horoscope for tomorrow. This is for the Capricorn for me. You may not be in a mood to cooperate today, Capricorn. You will most likely want to work on projects alone at your own pace. You'll probably have to come out of your shell and interact with others. You may need, to to, you may, you may need advice or input. Try not to be too potty with your partner or kids. They might not understand the whole reason why you're distracted. So you, if you want to clam up, you can clam up. And me, I may have to ask for advice and not be an asshole. Okay, so that's the horoscope for tomorrow. Now, don't they, don't they usually do one for like today, tomorrow, and or the week of the month? Well, today's already passed. Now, I can't do that's yours true. for today, so bear with me that's one true. second. That's true, that's true, that's so. true. So, okay, then we'll just do the... So the yours, yours for today, let's see if it came true. Is a romantic partner having trouble communicating with family, Pisces? If so, be prepared to hear about it today. Be a good listener. Your understanding and objectivity will be greatly appreciated. Your beloved probability isn't seeing the real facts and needs an outside party to point this out. However, avoid the temptation to patronize. You may end up in the same doghouse. Okay, I didn't really have a significant other issue today, so no, but... uh. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. But uh, what's the so uh, what's the weekly and the monthly? 
Uh, well, we did the week. We already did the monthly. With the oh wait, oh wait, 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 wait. It's the month of May, dude. It's a new. It's a. It's a new month. You're right. So let's do your weekly. Dive deep into the unknown on Monday when the full moon is in the mysterious Scorpio in your philosophy zone. There is an ideal time to seek out hidden secrets. While this can be a lightened day, be careful. You may not like the truths you uncover. Whatever you discover, reflect with your closest allies when Pluto retrogrades in, Cap on, in Capricorn on Tuesday. You're going to come to help out. You're going to ask for some help on Tuesday, it looks like, to me. In retrograde, it is your friendship zone, indicating you're either asked for help deep dealing with some tough truths in your community or learn some difficult things about your friendships. Ooh. Figure out how you can move forward from these discoveries. Fortunately, the week ends on a positive note when Venus and Taurus sextiles Neptune in your sign on Sunday, making it a great day for romance and fun. This is a good time to start a new relationship. Just ask. I think the relationship's going to be with Buff. Let's see. <laughs> Probably. Okay, let's see here. Monthly. Several stars dance in your solar third house, Pisces, so your mind is especially active. The new moon on May 11th opens a doorway for you to pursue a communications-related project. Wow. Some, Pi some Pisces may be inspired to embark on a new writing, speaking, advertising, marketing, or social media endeavor to in order to broadcast a new message. Wow, that's something. Fuck. However, the most exhilarating moment this month is when Jupiter dances in your zodiac sign on the 13th, but it remains until July 28th. With your with your co-ruler now touring your solar first house, you have a great amount of luck surrounding you. A rebirth this year, one that you can revisit in 2022. Open your heart and begin to build a life in your dreams. Wow. There you go, kid. This shit's real. Wow. All right, so all we got now is the, the rest for you. Let's see. Let's do my weekly. This week begins with a serious, calmer energy when the full moon is in Scorpio on Monday. The moon is in your privacy zone, bringing all your karmic energy to the surface. They could give you the power to heal or hurt. The choice is yours. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm sorry. I read Sagittarius. I was really close to Capricorn. I pressed the wrong one. Back to Capricorn. It's manifesting Monday. For you, when a Scorpio full moon is in your friendship zone, the full moon's energy could create sudden gains, surprising windfalls, and dreams coming true. If possible, get your friends together to celebrate the full moon and perform a ritual. Okay. Then go deep on Tuesday when Pluto turned retrograde in your sign. When retrograde, the planet of transformation encourages you to review your recent life lessons. This is a great opportunity to examine your outlook on life and how to move through the world. What vibes are you giving off, Capricorn? Finally, the week ends on another positive note when Mercury and Taurus tries Pluto on Tuesday, on Sunday. This is a great time to make a fresh start, changing your appearance and showing off your individuality to the world. Move and speak with confidence, and you really make a lasting impression. That's my weekly. Now it's time for my monthly. With a crowd of planets spinning harmoniously in your solar fifth house, life feels sweet and magical for you, Capricorn. The new moon falls here on May 11th, opening a doorway to some of your heart's desires. Romance, creativity, and fertility are especially favored now, considering how you, have, you can welcome more into your life at this time. Single Capricorns must, take, must make dating a top priority if they're going to find someone special. 
committed Capricorns could use this explanation to bring more spice and passion to their union. All right. Oof. There we go. And that is your, you and I's uh, horoscope. I feel kind of bad for everybody else. We don't get them incorporated, but that would take 655 years. Damn. Well, I, all I got to say is this shit is fucking accurate. Like, it really is. Like, some of the stuff I'm looking at and I'm going, wow, that's either about to happen or already has. Like, this... This shit is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm glad we have these. We have this on here every week. It came up, and the thing is, like, it happened as a fluke. I, I, I didn't really plan on this, but I'm like, no, let's make, let's spice it up. Let's do it to something different. And we did, and it's like really taken off now. So it's pretty nice. Absolutely. And um, that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, will conclude our uh, first uh, segment for the week here on the Boochcast. Uh, as always, Elvis, I appreciate you taking time out of your. Uh, Busy schedule to join me and for uh, keeping me sane during the uh, the phone interruptions that we had. Um, I appreciate it's that. Okay, man. I mean, the horoscope says this was, you know, this is all in the fate. So it looks like whatever you're going to do, the decision you're going to make is going to be for the better. So I think it helps your decision a little better, doesn't it? Yeah, it did. Absolutely. And um, also, uh, make sure you guys are following the Boochcast. We are now on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcast. Make sure you guys pick the ones uh, that you uh, want to follow and follow us there. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. Uh, we got archived episodes of the show as well as some great uh, content for you guys to check out. Um, so make sure you guys uh, check all that out. And of course, my latest episode of Complain Time dropped with special guest Jerry Truman. Uh, make sure you guys check out the uh, bad job interviews uh, video that we have there. It's um, definitely one of a kind. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets and updates uh, from there. The latest photos and videos as well. And, of course, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. As I mentioned before, uh, the final days of Owen Hart drops this week. Also, we got uh, the WrestleMania, WrestleMania Twitch videos are going to drop on the YouTube channel, the archive version, as well as the D&D one-shot that uh, Elvis, Desmond, and I did after WrestleMania that will also be on there. So make sure you check those out as well. And of course, season three of Dark Side of the Ring, we're going to be starting that up soon as well. We'll be getting into Brian Pillman, the part one. That'll be the first video that we do, which will feature myself, uh, Elvis, and Desmond taking care of Brian Pillman. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast for Twitch content. We have uh, our next watch party. Uh, as of right now, the plan is for WWE SummerSlam, of course. Because we did the big four with WWE. Also, uh, make sure you follow us on there for uh, you know the latest D&D stuff. Like I said, once everything's situated and all our shit's together, we're going to have our official D&D show. But we may be running some one-shots on there in the meantime, in between time. We'll get to you guys that as well. But make sure you guys are following us on Twitch for all that information. And also, support the show through Patreon, go to patreon.com slash theboochcast. We have great rewards for great patrons for as little as $1 a month. That's it. Just $1 a month. You guys can keep the show going and help us, you know, take care of everything that needs to be taken care of with the show. Also, if you guys have extra spending cash and want to take advantage of some of the other rewards we got, feel free to do so as well. 
And on, be on the lookout later this week. We're going to have uh, Halloween Havoc 98 for the Classic Pay-Per-View Review. Also, I'm going to be reposting the interview with Joel Johnson, who will be on uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, uh, Atlantic comedian Joel Johnson. She'll be on there. Also, um, of course, check out the NXT recap with myself and John Tumblin, and of course, the AEW recap with Elvis Linsky and Desmond Dagenhart. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, pizza, baby. Good night and good luck. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>